Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Welcome to the dumbest part of your day. This is Common Man and T-Bone. I'm the first one to give you the recognition. Okay. And you know how much that pains me because I, I don't know. want anybody I know to have success. Because it just deepens do, my depression. I, I do know That's that. That's a me problem. I I'm understand sorry. that. I'm sorry but for But we're talking about that. inclusivity, right? And hey, look at Lizzo. She's in yes. leotard playing a flute. I have gained more weight this year than I ever have in my entire life. Why aren't you writing articles on that? You're right. Write That's- an article on that. Featuring Panama Ted. Shut up, Ted! Five-minute delays with Leanna Ray. You guys like Bjork? And random sounds from the internet. Yes, sir! He's Shavakadoo! You want to sack? The guy is drunk! Watch your profanity. Would you not eat my pants? Ah! This is Man and Bone. (laughs) Happy Monday! Welcome in. Bone is out today. He's trick-or-treating. Timmy Hall is with me. Oh, hello. Hello. I, I, <laughs> Teddy's going to get me fired over here, Teddy. Good start. What's up, man? Thanks for having me here. Happy Halloween to you. Let me tell you what Timmy did for me today. what I do? You know what you did. <laughs> oh, boy. Timmy was talking to me before the show about how he fell down a rabbit hole this morning and was looking at pictures. No, I was not looking at photos. All right. No. You, you were you were curious as to who had the biggest hoo ha in the world. Pee pee. <laughs> to specify when you say that when you use that pee pee. Yeah, which one are you referring and to? And so I'm I'm you know accommodating you, and you're telling me I found this guy. What was his name? Jonah Falcon. Jonah Falcon. You're telling me all about Jonah, Jonah Falcon, Falcon. How it's 13 yeah. and a half inches. It's it's a news story. Flaccid. I'm not looking at photos. It's simply a news. The New York Post had been tracking this guy. Several You're articles tracking about him. him. They're doing. They're like like following paparazzi the story. following him around. They're following the story because the guy claims that it's still growing. It's still growing. He's a 50 year old man, or I think between ages 47 and 52. And it's still He's growing. That it's still growing. All right. Anyway. Interesting. So you were telling me about this, and I was sort of nodding, and that's fine. Oh, that's good, Timmy. I'm glad you had a research project today. Right. Glad you had something to keep you busy. And then two seconds later, he sends me a text with the link to Pee Pee Boy. I just wanted to, to show check you. him out. I just wanted to show you that it wasn't crazy. And so now I'm going to send it mm-hmm. to Ted. <laughs> if this- I have to have Pee Pee Boy on my phone, so will Ted. He's Copy. doing it right now. Send to Ted. See, there it goes. It's a verified New York Post article, so you can discuss this on your next episode of Pervert Ted on Wednesday night mm-hmm. at 10 o'clock. Okay? Mm, I'm excited now. <laughs> Can't wait for that text to come through. Yes, I just sent it to you. Did you get it? No, it's not there's a There's a, a photo of him oh, there it wearing is. bicycle shorts, and you can see the outline of like two cucumbers stacked together. 13 and a half inches. Not excited. And you know, he was on a British television show about this, and it's affected his life Dang. in a negative way. <laughs> this guy can't get work. He can't have a normal you life. Know, I can't have the Queen show up in the first segment. No. On a Monday? No. It's a reaction Monday. We've got football to discuss, and we have yikes mm. at 534. All right, here's how it works. 
Buckeyes in the 3 o'clock hour, lots of college football, 4 o'clock hour NFL things. We have Monday Night Football tonight here on The Fan. Brownies and Bengals. It starts at 8 right after Buckeye Roundtable. If you're looking for extended pregame coverage, we will have it on 1460 ESPN. And you know how we have the little, uh, if you have a, a newer car. HD2. There's a little screen that tells you what you're listening to. Or a little fan logo. Yeah. We're going to sub that out today with a picture of the 13 and a half inch Schlongeruni. <laughs> you, you mean the, the Falcon? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Tate. I can't thank you enough for setting that to me. I can't thank you you enough. You know how you just know your group of friends. Yeah. You know which ones are going to appreciate that kind of story. Most of my friends would appreciate those kinds of articles just because it's it's interesting. I got it. Scientific. Buckeyes beat Penn State 44-31. I have very strong feelings about this game. But for once, I'm going to shut up. Because I want to hear what you have to say. I don't want to taint your conversation. Why would you? Why would you think it would do well, that? I don't know. Sometimes one person starts rolling, the other person says, "Yeah, latches I agree on with to you, what that is. Sort of latches onto it. I just, you know, they get a road win at Penn State, which is obviously what we need. This team is undefeated. They are super talented. But I have thoughts. I want to hear your thoughts first. Okay. My thoughts are, I. I almost didn't even focus on this so much going into the football game. But Penn State's defense is not very good overall. They have the 74th best total defense they gave up in college 418 football. rushing yards to, to Michigan. Michigan. Yeah. 400. Yeah. That's not a bad day. That's being bad. They, you know, and you could say what you want about, okay, Penn State was on the road in that one. Who cares? This What's was the Ohio difference? State going on the road to it's Penn State. It's 418 yards. I just, for as much as I, for as much as I don't want to, look, you can't end Ohio State's prospects of winning a national championship off of a win on the road at Penn I'm State. Not, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that, but I've also not yet felt overly confident in just gifting them the national championship yet through eight games. Like I, I feel like a lot of people in our Ohio state fan base want to do. And anytime somebody wants to have a discussion about what Tennessee's up to or what George is up to, everybody wants to get defensive about Ohio state and overall offense, defense, I understand that. what have you. And I also do, And when you watch some of these other great teams, like you watch what Tennessee just accomplished against Kentucky, because that was the other, would you agree, the other big game of the weekend where, you know, Georgia, they got the job, you know, Georgia's fine. They weren't playing anybody who was going to challenge them. No. So Hendon Hooker goes out there and, and does it again, right? Against a top 20 Kentucky team. And we could sit here and argue all day about, oh, Penn State's better than Kentucky, whatever. You know, that Will Levis for Kentucky is. By a lot how do you, of how do you know that? By the way, I don't know that. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm saying I don't know Penn State's better than Kentucky. Will Levis is projected to be a top five overall pick, and they shut they shut him down. If you wanted to look at the Alabama game and talk about oh Tennessee didn't have a defense, so they're out of the picture. Well, they just picked him off three I, times. I ain't falling down, down that rabbit hole though, and and, and I'm guilty of it sometimes. Yes, where the transit property, well, yeah. this team beat this team, and you know Georgia played a couple close games earlier in the season against teams that weren't very good. I don't care anything about that. 
I am looking at Ohio State against Penn State right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm looking at. That's the game. That's the one that happened, and it took you four quarters to to win that game. And while I, I agree, sometimes you're going to get caught in the middle of a four-quarter football game, and it all goes into account whether that was late. Late is better than never. But there's, there's obviously a, a couple of things that we could talk about with this football team I think, right I now. I think there's more than a couple. The, the fact that Sean Clifford is such an inconsistent quarterback over the years. But he winds up throwing for, you're looking at the stat sheet right there, it was I don't have it over me. 350 yards, I want to say, through the air. And the two interceptions that he had, they were they were a little bit of the... Three interceptions. They were a little bit of the three interceptions, three interceptions. When it was all said and done. 371. The first two interceptions, I wouldn't necessarily say were horrible Sean Clifford plays. A couple of great plays by JT Tuimolo Al. But the one, he kind of didn't know what his wide receiver was doing. He threw the ball, and it was a ridiculously wildly good pick. And you know when that game got long, he was in a groove passing the football until a bunch of crazy things started happening in the football game, and the Buckeyes were able to dust it up. But you know, again, man, you, you look at the teams that Ohio State has played, hasn't necessarily been, well, we know for a fact, a team that's not even close to being equipped to win the national championship. We like to think that we are... So it all just keeps funneling towards November 26, wondering what's going to happen on that day when Ohio State and Michigan meet up. We get caught up in the team name, I think, a lot. And I do this too, where you say, I'm going on the road to Happy Valley. That means something, right? And that crowd did come to play. They were there. They were loud. I just don't think Penn State's any good. What Ohio State is to me, I think I can say this. I've watched enough college football. I've watched enough hillbilly college football this season to say this with confidence. Ohio State is the most talented team in the country. I think they're more talented than Georgia. I think they're more talented than Alabama. I think they're more talented than Tennessee. I think they're more talented than Clemson. That, however, is not going to win you a national championship. Because right now, what the Buckeyes are to me is an extremely, extremely hot girl. That is simply getting by on their looks and their talent. You go talk to Ohio State right now, they have vocal fry. There's not a lot of substance there. There are too many little things they are not doing. And this isn't once in a while. The end of that first half was inexcusable. It should never happen. You walked out of there with no points. You gave the momentum right back. There's six seconds left on the clock, and you got a timeout in your pocket. And CJ takes a sack, half is over. You get no points. How is that possible? Even if you say you want to go for it and, and have a quick shot at the end zone, that ball has to be out in two seconds. Yeah, yeah. CJ didn't just fall off the turnip truck. He knows what to do. And if he doesn't, that's a problem. No, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Because we can talk about that for a quick second. It's okay to do it. Six seconds should be enough time when you're at the, what, five-yard line? It's, as you said, you have to know. You it have has to, to absolutely know. It has know. to be in the back of your mind. The shot is quick. It's got to go to the end zone. And if it goes wrong, we got to have a timeout. I got to explore that, too. There was some question whether there was the timeout well, left or not. There, the but timeout, it doesn't matter. The timeout was left. 
It didn't show it on the board in the in the stadium. In the state, it doesn't matter right. though. It doesn't matter in that situation. You know, the timeout did not matter because they ran it. out of time yeah. anyway. You have to throw it to the end zone so that way, if it's incomplete, the clock stops anyway. No, so nothing could run see, off after the play. It's, it's stuff like that that just drives me nuts. That should not be happening. More conversation coming up next. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident on 670 eastbound after Leonard Avenue. Traffic is slow from I-71 in this area. As they get things cleaned up, please be cautious over here in the meantime and plan on some delays. This traffic report is sponsored by Indeed.com. Halloween is over, but hiring is still scary. Indeed's end-to-end solution makes it easy to attract, interview, and hire candidates. Sponsor a job and instantly receive a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Man is kneading his dough. Take that for what it's worth. You're listening to Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Monday. Bone is out today. Timmy Hall is with me. The segment that's not a segment. Yikes. At 534, Buckeyes beat Penn State 4431. I'm worked up about this because I believe this team is the most talented team in college football. I desperately want to see them finish the job and win the national championship. But there are too many things that concern me. I think the Buckeyes are the prettiest girl to party. But when you go to talk to her, she has vocal fry and there's just not a lot of substance there. By the way, the only reason that the Buckeyes are the prettiest girl to party is because Michigan hasn't shown up to the party yet. Now, I don't know what the hell they are either, but they scare me. And I don't know why they don't scare more people. I mean, I, I was talking to somebody this weekend saying, well, they're coming to our house this year. Well, let me tell you something. You play that game last year, our house, their house, doesn't matter. Michigan still wins because they were better. And I don't want to see a repeat of that. Ryan Day is one Michigan loss away from having a losing record against Michigan and us having a lot of questions. And it's because of little stuff like that that we saw on Saturday. I thought... While the Buckeyes won this game, and it was a good win, and I'm happy to have it. It was a poor coaching performance. It was. The offensive game plan was weird. I don't know why you're sticking bubble to screen city, bubble man. screens and sidelines. What are we? That's for teams that don't know if they're good enough to compete. And then what happened when you went to the middle of the field? They good couldn't things. stop good Marvin things. Harrison. Cade Stover had one of his best games. Mitch Rossi was open. <laughs> Caught a 16-yard pass right in the middle of the field. No, you, they were giving it to you. I think when Mitch Rossi caught that pass, I honestly couldn't believe it because after we got done with the first half, right? Buckeye fans are confounded by that performance. And, and then it was all piled on by the way that field goal try didn't even get attempted. That end of the first so half. So the way it ended. There is no excuse for it. Right. Well, You already were a little upset because the game was sluggish and the offense was sputtering. Penn State was obviously not just in the ball game, but it felt like they were in command of the ball game when you went to the, when you went to the break. 
And then you you assumed, right, halftime adjustments, the wide receiver screens, they're out, right? They're done. And then you had the one possession there where it wasn't just one, it was two more in a row. You had the one there to Fleming and then one to the other side to Emeka. I think they netted maybe five yards total. And then all of a sudden you hit Mitch Rossi for 16 yards up the middle of the field. You get a first down that way. And as you said, you start peppering the seams, Cade Stover, Marvin Harrison. And, And the thing with CJ, too, I... I will say for the the areas of weakness that I think were there, secondary for Ohio State, as as much as we like the overall turnaround for... No, these corners are not very good. Yeah, the corners are not very you good. You play a quarterback that has a clue, they're going to throw on these corners. Yeah. And either they're getting big plays or flags pretty much every single time. And it was a lot on Ja'Kalen and Johnson. These, these corners are not any good. He's one of the younger guys. you got Denzel Burke, who seems to be handling a little bit better than the earlier games of the season on his side. But Cam Brown being hurt, that's been a thing. Uh, two things. Not wanting to bury the lead with how good JT Tuimaloa was because that was just... He was fantastic. It was an ins- a one sensational of the, one game. One of the best defensive performances I've ever seen. It was unbelievable. Yeah. As was, an Ohio State fan. It was uh, Joey Bosa, Nick Bosa, Chase no, Young at their best, Chris Spielman no, no, at his nobody's best. Nobody's had a game it like was, that. It, it was, was unbelievable. Yeah. He's unbelievable. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. Antoine Winfield-esque. Whoever you want to invoke, that's how good it was. But... You know, for as as many weaknesses as there were, offensive line needs to be a little bit better, you know, paving the way for the ground game. Offensive line needs to be a lot better. Yeah, blocking too on the the edge. The guard play was terrible. Terrible. Could not establish the run again. When you look at the overall numbers, they're not terrible. But that's only because what Travion Henderson had that 41-yard carry. You take that out of there, he was dreadful again. Yeah. Could not establish anything at the line of scrimmage. And again, this is a Penn State team that gave up 418 rushing yards to Michigan less than a month ago. And that's the rushing performance you put together. And they were hell-bent on stopping it. I get it. But at the same time, switch up what you want to do. It's like they went into this. Ryan Day always says, we got to run the ball. Great. But... The good thing about Ohio State is, if you can't, you've got the best wide receiver in the country in Marvin Harrison Jr. on your team. Two of them. Two of them. You have perhaps the best quarterback in the country in C.J. Stroud on your team. Your offense is built to throw. So I know you want to establish the run because that helps with the passing game later on. But if it's not working for you and the middle of the field is there, and Marvin Harrison is open pretty much every single time you throw him the football, why wouldn't you keep doing that? When you've got three elite dudes right there, I'm with you, I do agree, more often than not, Ohio State's offense feels like the bread and butter is going to be making sure that they make a defense adjust so then you can run the football. If that's the way it has to happen first, come up and stack the box. You should not be daring C.J. Stroud to sit back there and throw the football to Emeka Ibuka and Marvin Harrison Jr. Because look at the numbers those guys have put no, up. Said, what are they Just doing do with Ibuka? They're, they're throwing bubble, bubble screens, screens with no. them. And I do think... You know, the reason that that Travion Henderson run finally hit is because they started hitting those seams. They started to win in the passing game. And then Penn State's got to sag off a little bit. And then you hit the home run ball in the ground game. For Again, for as much as as we can be critical, I think C.J. Stroud individually, it was good for him to be pushed around to be put in some pressure situations. And, you know, I know he didn't have the touchdown numbers, but to throw it for 80% 
and to throw it for 354 yards and to start hitting some Heisman-type throws in a box. I mean, a couple of those to Marvin Harrison Jr. were outstanding. The dot to Emeka Igbuka on the left sideline was a sensational throw. I mean, he can't... He's got to call what's being called, right? Like, I, I don't no, know I'm if not, CJ I'm even wants to throw those him. bubble screens, no, but in the end, those are plays he had a from great the sideline. And to your point, he had 26 completions for 354 yards. You can take away 10 garbage completions that went for essentially no yards. So in reality, he had 16 completions for 354 yards because what was going on down the field was working. Yeah. But for some reason, Ryan Day kept wanting to go back to what he thinks is his bread and butter. And maybe it is, but it wasn't on this day. I know what he wants to do. These are superior athletes, and he wants to get them in space. But if, you're, if they're giving you the middle of the field, take it. Take your 20-yard chunk at a time. What are we screwing around for? Undisciplined, too, with this team. I'm going to talk about penalties. And not just one stupid penalty here and there. I'm talking about the same stupid penalties where there is no excuse for it. You shouldn't need three and a half quarters to narrow, and one of the best defensive performances of your life by a player to narrowly beat Penn State. I think you're talking about that mess in the second half where the field goal team on. was on. Hold on. <laughs> okay, I don't want to. Hold on. Okay, okay. We're going to talk about penalties coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for. You'll find an accident on 670 eastbound after Leonard Avenue. Still working to get this one clear. There is a wrecker on scene. Traffic is slow from I-71. Plan about a five-minute backup. This traffic report is sponsored by Molina Healthcare. Choose Molina Healthcare. Get 24-7 virtual care, Amazon Prime for 90 days, vision care, and much more. From your cell, dial pound 250 and say the keyword Molina Healthcare to learn more. You'll have the option to receive a one-time auto-dial text message. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. No filler guests, no intelligence, and most of the time, no sports. This is Common Man and T-Bone. All right, it's Reaction Monday. Bone is not here. Timmy is with me. I'm doing a lot of yelling, which I don't apologize for because this is tame (laughs) compared to what it would have been during the game if you had a microphone on me. Just too many... Too many mistakes for me. I thought it was a poorly coached game. You are winning these games purely because you are the most talented team. But there's going to be a time where that's not good enough. Where you line up against somebody who's just as talented as you or more talented than you. That's not Penn State. Don't try and convince yourself that this team is something that it's not. Don't talk about their road victory against Auburn. Auburn fired their head coach today. Yeah, Harson's out. They are terrible. Four straight losses, I think five out of six for Auburn, and that dude's gone. But hey, uh, oh, by the way, I wanted to know, 
What's your watching setup right now? You mentioned we wouldn't want to be a fly on the wall when I'm you're watching the game. I'm not fancy like you. I don't have multiple TVs with things going on. Well, well, for the Ohio State game, I can understand focusing in on just the one screen. I mean, I'm usually just locked in on that game during the Ohio State game. It's for when you get the late night windows. It's fun to have two primetime games on I and have switch to, the sound. I have to watch... Ohio State games in the basement by myself. Alone. So Alone. The, the daughter's not there with no, you? No, or she's not alone. No, no. They know that uh, daddy's working and daddy gets stressed out. <laughs> do you like to talk to yourself down there? Because I do. When I'm If I'm watching a football game alone, I will talk to myself. I, I usually stew in silence. Yeah. It's a, it's a rare occasion when I actually say something out loud, but you know that whatever happened was either really bad or really good. So the two most verbal points of that football game, we hit on the one that was at the end of the half. The other, and I was in the studio at this point, me and Beamer sit here. Getting we ready watch, for the postgame show. We watch on the two screen. We're getting ready for the postgame show. So it's cool. We can listen to Paul and Jim. We can get the the audio of the game, and that's in real time. Then we can see it happen. And right before everything went chaotic, where there were six touchdowns in a ten minute, eight and a half minute stretch of time in that fourth. But when the Buckeyes had the fourth and one, I'm sorry, they're on defense. Penn, on State's, defense. Penn State's got a fourth and one at Ohio State's 13-yard line. 11.47 left to play. They're going for it, right? So you're, you're thinking, oh boy, right? It's this, this is getting to be gut check time. I mean, yeah. This has been a ball game. You go down here, you're starting to think this could be where the season derails. We've felt these games before in years past. They get they get the false start penalty. So you're thinking, oh, stupid Penn State, thank you so much. So then they throw the field goal unit on. And the field well, the field goal kicker misses misses the one practice shot. That's the one thing. He gets a shot to kick it, misses it. Then they're kicking the field goal. Misses it again, but Ohio State has a formation penalty. Covered up the center, Covering right? up the center, yeah. and then they get the third crack at it, and they say, you know what, we're going for it, and they pick it up, and then they wind up getting in after the fumble, the fourth and one at the goal line happens, they score. That's not even what I was talking down. about with the penalties. You had, in this game, three delay of game penalties. Yes, on offense. Three. I know. Delay I know. of game penalties because either... You know, it wasn't because they were they were doing stuff at the line of scrimmage. So clearly the play was in. CJ just was not checking the play clock at all. And I don't care that it's on the road and he's not familiar with where the clocks are. That's what walkthroughs are for. What are you talking about? It's not his first rodeo. He knows where to look. He just wasn't looking. Th- one time is excusable in, in a road environment like that. Three times? Three delay of game penalties? The times they were lining up to go for two. Where you had... False starts. Caged over both times. Yeah. Now, yeah. is that my favorite call in the world? Because both times defense flinched, that caused St- Caged over to move. No, I hate that penalty. It should change it. We talked about it in the Browns game last week. That was ridiculous. You know, if, if yeah, you got that, defensive I mean, guys just hopping and jumping, if you're an break. offensive guy, what the hell are you supposed to do? But that's the rule. They're going to call it. Two times they were going to go for two. And they had to back off and kick the extra point because you had false start penalties. Delay of game penalties, false start penalties. All of these things are expected to a point when you're in a road environment like that. But when they keep happening, that's just an undisciplined football team. Can't have it.
I don't know if I was surprised at the environment because we made such a big deal about this one not being a whiteout. That was one Who of the, you still biggest the talking points. It, it was a great You're crowd. On the road, the crowd's ready to play, and you you let them in that game. You could have put them to sleep. You could have put that crowd to sleep, just Fall, like they did look, at Michigan State. I think that's the. I think the biggest turn, the biggest test for a great team, or I should say, a really talented team. And I think I've heard Ryan Day even speak to that language earlier in the season, where there's a there's a difference between being a talented team, which and they a, are, and a great football. team. And I team. don't know that they are. You've you're trying to be a great football team, and I think when things like you're mentioning, when it's formation penalties, I mean, you get. I go back to the the sequence that I was alluding to when you catch a break like that, and you're going to hold them to three points. With the way that football game is going, that's a win for you. And then you give it right back. And then Penn State, like I would have done, says, oh, you know what? You give me the five yards back. Change my mind. For it. I'm going for it. I'm going to shove it down your throat. And then we're going to get a touchdown on this drive. You can't have that, man. You can't. You cannot give that up. The delay of games, false starts on offense, short yarded situations easy again, things. not doing it. Easy Third and things. One, it's fourth just, and one. It's discipline. It's the difference between when you're a very talented football team. And then you become a great or an exceptional football team is when you beat the other team and then you also don't beat yourselves to put them a, a lesser talented team in a position where they can win. And clearly Penn State, they weren't just in a position to win. They were they were primed to win 21 to 16. Now, again, we haven't spent much time talking about all the, the stuff that happened in those final eight minutes. They do matter. Thank God they finally stepped their foot on the gas. They scored 28 points in the well, fourth quarter. Well, that's what I'm sure Ryan Day would tell you. And they got it done. He would say, in gut check time, in the fourth quarter, we scored 28 points and we made it happen. That's the mark of a great team. I respectfully disagree. I don't think three quarters of crap and then 28 points at the end salvages a game for me. That doesn't make you a great team. You put yourself in that position. I... There's, there's too much with this. There's too much inconsistency. I know at Ohio State, we've changed our expectations over the years because the program has changed. It's gone up to new levels. And quite frankly, the conference has changed where they've fallen down a couple notches, right? And so people look at Ohio State and say, that is the team nationally to come out of the Big Ten every single year and make noise. They have a chance to win a, a national championship. But I'm not dumb enough to realize or think that every single year, even today, is a year that the Buckeyes can win the national championship? Next year, for example, I have no idea who the quarterback is going to be on this team. And you know what? Neither does Ryan Day. Because I don't think it's Kyle McCord. And if it is, we're not competing for a national championship. Maybe it's someone in the portal we haven't met yet. Right? I don't know what next year is going to bring. I don't know if next year is that year. I get what you're saying. To win a national championship. I get what you're saying. Don't let windows like this go. Look at this roster right now. Look at what you have. And I would hate to be sitting there in January talking about what ifs. What if we didn't get that third delay of game penalty? What if we actually could convert on a two-point conversion because we weren't jumping off sides? What if we didn't give up or score zero points going into the locker room at the half? I don't want to look back on what-ifs. The playoffs are now, all right? Because Georgia can lose a game, Alabama has lost a game, maybe Tennessee can lose a game, and they'll be given the benefit of the doubt. If the Buckeyes stumble 
if they fall, if they have a one crappy day, one crappy Saturday, that's it for them. It's lights out. Yeah. I'm telling you. The good news is you're not even really going to have a ch- I don't think the Maryland game is going to catch these guys. That's the one. I, I don't think so either. That's the but one other contest they can put right before the Michigan on the board, game. And if they're smart, they will challenge these corners all day, every day. Yeah, if when Talia Tungavailo is a guy that has he's shown he can air it out a little bit. But, I, but to what you were saying about you know every year in the last ten years, Ohio State's got the luxury, right, with their talent, with the way they recruited to be ranked in the top five all the time. They get to start off at the top and have those chances. And we've had a couple of really good squads here. 2015, 2019, of course, they made it all the way to the college football playoff and then had a weird game where we we knew we were the better football team than Clemson. Absolutely. But Absolutely. There were some calls in that game that weren't great. And then also Ohio State shot itself in the foot a couple of times as well, fumbling the football, some you know questionable calls out there. But you just you don't want to be afraid of right now because you like you said you're in a window you have the guys to do it just make sure you're cleaning up all those other small things to where when you get to that michigan game it can be a crescendo and you can dominate like like you need to all right more conversation plus new polls are out we will discuss common man and t-bone on the fan fan traffic from the meister's bar and pizza traffic center Good afternoon. You'll find an earlier accident has finally cleared from 670 eastbound after Leonard Avenue. But traffic is still slow as it recovers. And you'll find some delays on I-71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. This traffic report is sponsored by Take 5 Oil Change. At Take 5, they're faster than you think. That means you'll get your oil change faster than it takes to get through I-75 during a rainstorm at rush hour. So go visit them and see for yourself just how fast they can be in and out. Take 5 to stay in your car 10-minute oil change. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Off Topic is on brand. This is Man and Bone. This is Reaction Monday, sponsored by the Buckeye Law Group. Injured after a car accident? Remember, after 911, call 411-1-800-411-PAIN. Buckeyes beat Penn State. Don't get me wrong. I'm happy for the victory. But... I'm sorry. If you thought this was a well-coached football game, then we were just watching two different games. We're going to agree to disagree. Because I think the Buckeyes won this game because they're just so much more talented than Penn State. And eventually that came out. And you had one of the all-time defensive performances with Un- JTT. Unreal. Unbelievable. Unreal. Unbelievable. You could, I mean, I'm telling you, that was... Remember J.J. Watt in his prime when a lot of people were having him pegged to be the MVP? He was coming away with games where he would have, you know, three strip sacks, four TFLs, an interception, a fumble return for a touchdown. It was... How can you stuff a stat sheet anymore? Then what JT Tuimolo did, he was he had a hand on every single turnover. He had a pick six. I mean, the early interception I was talking about for Sean Clifford, where I felt it was kind of a clunky play for him, kind of wasn't indicative of the day Clifford was going to have. But what an incredible job to actually get down and get your hands on. Then this is a defensive end. There isn't a corner or a safety that would have had the hands to have that first pick. That was thank God for him. Right, save the day. We've been sort of waiting for this defensive line because we're spoiled over the years. Because Larry Johnson always seems to get 
the next guy, right? Yes, he does. And when we don't have that guy, where we say, oh, that's a top 10 pick, even though you can have a very good defensive line, even though it can be a complimentary part of what you want to do on defense as a whole, you sort of look at that defensive line and say, yeah, but where's that guy? This is a failure. Larry Johnson always seems to find that gem and convince that guy to come here. Because it's not like, oh my God, JTT was a two-star guy. Everybody was in on this guy. <laughs> yeah. And Larry yeah. Johnson was able to get him. And now the tree is bearing fruit. Because that defensive line is playing very well. I still believe that the linebackers are the most consistent group. And they have been all season long. It is that secondary, specifically the corners, that worry the hell out of me. Yeah, I'm with you there. I think Tommy Eichenberg's been the best, most consistent player Steady on the Eddie. football team. Happy to have him. And you know what? He had 15 tackles. He was great. And he would probably look you in the face or look himself in the mirror and say, that wasn't my best game. Because on a couple of critical plays on a fourth down, he kind of missed the tackle. And then on the the touchdown where Penn State took the lead, he had the dude he had dead him. to rights. Had him. And he just he couldn't slow himself down enough to make the rap, but... And 15 tackles is 15 tackles. And I want to give credit to the guy on the other side of the defensive line because we had the finger pointed at Zach Harrison to be that next great defensive lineman. He was a five-star recruit. He had the pedigree, had the size It's not and to speed. say that he still can't be either. Well, I mean, he's in his last year now. And whenever he started to play great football these last three or four weeks, and you felt that in the game yesterday, right. in time, there were times there where... JT Tuimoloau and Zach were just working in unison. Yeah. I mean, on the on the first play, JT had the the tip, the batted ball, yep. and then Harrison had an un, the unbelievable hands to you know to track that and secure it and to give Ohio State the shot at that great start at a fast start. They didn't really take it, but they you know they had the ten nothing lead, and and of course Penn State caught them pretty quick. But hey, at least they won that game, and now November twenty six just becomes one of the more interesting oh, game days. Kidding? I already have the I can't nervous even poop. Oh, it's I'm how so many, scared for this, dude. How many years has it been since? I mean, you know that you have a team that is talented enough. We keep saying that word, talented enough to win the national championship. We felt that a lot around here. That doesn't automatically mean you're going to win it. But as as steady as that team is playing football, and you can talk about their schedule as well. I get it. Same thing for Ohio State, which is why that game day, there is just going to be so much anticipation, nervous anticipation, oh, whatever you want to call it, leading up to it. You know, I, that's why I would yell at Buckeye fans that say, I want Michigan to be good and lose one game a year to Ohio State. I don't. Because I'll tell you right now, we're a couple weeks out. I'm not going to enjoy my Thanksgiving. Yeah. Because I, I want to be worried about that damn game. You know what? I don't even play. I don't play that game. I don't know why. You shouldn't. We, I don't know why. No. Here's the thing. I don't you know why we play that game. beat them by 100 every single year. No, no. Which I don't. You laugh in their face. I don't know why you don't just sit back and watch what Michigan is. There's no. I don't understand either side of it. Like wanting them to I be know what terrible. They are. I know what they are. Just l- sit back and watch what they are. If they're going to be great and you're going to have one of these classic 100-year type of games, that's fine. Go out there and win it. I would never in a million years actually root for them to no, win some stupid. games to make the the game that much better when we get to it. Just sit back, watch it be, let it be. I know what Michigan is. First three games of the season, I didn't know. Because like you said, they were playing bums. But I'll tell you right now, Michigan's good. They're good. Maybe better than us. And it scares me to death. New polls are out. Uh, Georgia's number one. 
Tennessee has caught Ohio State for number two. So Tennessee and Ohio State are tied for two. You good with that? I don't care. Doesn't matter. You know, those two teams, Georgia, Tennessee, they take care of each other this weekend. I'm not going to say that's unfair. People will Who say cares? that's I don't, I don't unfair. Care. It's it's not unfair if Tennessee has beaten Alabama. I don't worry about this. LSU on this the road. This is meaningless Kentucky. right now. It's fair. This is a meaningless thing right now. Michigan's four, Clemson five, Alabama six, TCU seven, Oregon eight. Uh, USC is up a spot to nine. UCLA up two spots to ten. Illinois is up three spots to fourteen. And that's it, right? For the Big Ten? Yeah. No, Penn, no Penn State's still there. Penn State 16. is down three spots to 16. Yeah. So there's your polls. Don't panic about Tennessee catching Ohio State. The fact that Tennessee has 18 first place votes and Ohio State has 15. Just win, your, win your games. Yeah. They're going to play each other this weekend. It'll settle. It'll settle down. You know, what you want this weekend is you want to blow out one way or the other. I don't care if Georgia wins. I don't care if Tennessee wins. Would be good for the Buckeyes and for CJ would be for Georgia to win it. So Tennessee's out. And then also Hendon Hooker gets knocked down a peg for the individual. Oh, I, and again, I don't, maybe this makes me a bad fan. I don't care about the Heisman trophy. That's icing on the cake. You know, if you want to look at those CJ numbers and say, wow, that's good for the Heisman. I don't care. I'd rather be like Malik Willis, where you throw 10 passes and win the game. I don't care. Well, I mean, I'd rather win the national championship if we're going to play that game. I'd just, it'd be well, nice that, yes. to grab another Heisman. That's what I mean. I'd rather win sure, the title, sure. of course. On your way to a yeah, national yes, championship? Yes. Pick up some hardware. Mm, that's that's fine. Not, let's not do the Troy Smith type of thing after we win it. All right, we're gonna, all right here's what's next. Because I didn't get a chance to do any more college football. We just did Buckeye stuff. So we'll do some more college football around the country from Saturday. Then we'll morph into NFL. That's all next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for. Traffic is delayed on I-71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. Plan on some backups in that area. Also going to find some slowdowns on 670 westbound between I-71 and 4th Street. This traffic report is sponsored by Vision Zero. Nearly a quarter of Ohio's fatal crashes involve a driver under 25. Join Vision Zero Columbus and help reduce fatal crashes on Columbus streets. Because everyone deserves to make it where they're going. Drive safe, walk safe, bike safe. Learn more at columbus.gov slash vision zero. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Today's special value is three hours of stupid. You're listening to Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Monday. Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by the Hinder Motor Company. Timmy Hall is with me today. Hello, Mike. Hello, Timmy. Hello, man. Uh, We have the segment that's not a segment. Yikes. At 534. Mm. You know, I've got a... I got to go one little place with you because it is Halloween and I wanted to run something past you. What? Because you, I think you, you mentioned this to me five or six years ago, how when the kids in your neighborhood come to your house, even if, even if it's not a big party of trick-or-treaters, you are that house that sprung for the full-size yes, candy bar. Yes, we do the full-size candy bar. Pat yourself on the back because that puts you in the elite few. I mean, those houses where... You you can almost visualize what the front yard is like, what color the door is, the driveway setup. You remember those houses from yeah. back when you were a kid, the the neighbors that gave out full-size candy bars. Well, I I ask about this cuz I'm sitting here snacking on a like a regular size pack of combos, which I deem to be one of the better salty snacks Love in a combo. existence, right? Love a combo. 
I, I want to run this by you. Is this above board to give like a nice regular size bag of combos in a Halloween trick or treat? Is that okay? Al- I have always said this, and I have been too chicken to do anything about it. I think we need to up our salty snack giveaway on Halloween. Yeah, I, I, think I don't know it'd be why good. it's just candy. If you gave, if I was a kid and I came to your house, you gave me a bag of combos. I'd remember you. Yeah, I think I would. I'd say I'm not egging that guy's house. Well, if I knew you, I would. But if I didn't know you, I'd say combo guy lives here. Because honestly, if you're not getting a full size candy bar, and I'm not, let I'm me, not. Let me, just, let me say this. Okay. Because I don't want to be show off here. I do the full size candy bars. I live in a relatively small neighborhood. You not might a, get twenty trick or treats. Not a ton of houses. I know some of these neighborhoods are huge. Like when I was a kid in our neighborhood, my parents would buy the the fun size bag of candies. Sure. Yeah. We'd go through like ten bags. Ten ba- one year. One year, my mother ran out and had to give out microwave popcorn bags. <laughs> That's not a bad and rice krispie treats that they used to put in our lunch boxes. That's not a bad idea when so you're out of candy. We don't have a, a a neighborhood like that, so I buy the the big size candy bars. But I understand if you can't, because you live in a neighborhood with so many kids, you're giving out too much candy. Yeah, well, I'm not dismissing the people that give out fun size. That's that's normal, right? But give out a combo. Give out a bag of Doritos. I'd love it. Right, because usually when you're doing the fun size, some houses do the, you know, just take two. Some houses will say, oh, here, take three, four, or five. If it's late in the night, they want to get rid of it. You might get a big whole, you know, fistful of candy. But that's a couple of fun size candies. You're done with that in a minute, 60 seconds. You get a you get a bag of combos. You're enjoying that for ten minutes. I'm not I don't done know about with 10 these minutes. yet. Not you. Teddy's not enjoying you. it for three days. <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm enjoying this in a couple of commercial breaks, and I'll be done by the next one. But just just delicious. Like yeah, Doritos, Teddy, a cheese it bag. If you were a kid, whatever. Somebody gave you a pack of combos. Would you say, "Look at this idiot," or? Look at this no. idiot. Yes. I, yes. I say thank you. Yes. Absolutely. Why don't we do more of this? Is it because? You know, like tortilla chips and stuff, it's too delicate in the bag. You know, some people got the pillowcases, you got all the candy in there, you're it's shaking around. Them around. Well, I don't They're know, just dangling. some people get violent with the bags. Start hitting people with the bags? Yeah. The little kids, you start hitting them with the bags what about and beating the, them? What about the people with buckets? Swing a bucket at somebody's head? What did you have, a bucket? I had a pillowcase. I had a mat, I, I used both. In my days, I tried both things out. I'd like to try skiing and snowboarding. I needed to use a bucket. Now, your and son a is how case. old? He's 11? He's 11. He's in his prime. He's excited for How tonight. much longer do you? Because I, I have forgotten everything about childhood. I like, think it's be, about like, 14. I think it's about 14. I just didn't know. It's, it's, you know, your own limit. I had a guy with yeah. 23 years old come to the door Get the hell last out of year. Here. You're gone. How are Bye. you? Trick or treat. No. Is that a fake beard? No, it's a real one. Was he in a costume? I'm Rick Rubin for Halloween. <laughs> Was that Chops? <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> chops would go if there was ever a 23 year old that would trick-or-treat uh, it would be chops good food with those crazy eyes he doesn't need a costume he just shows up as chops you know, hey, it's chops chops would be the guy most likely to wear a costume to the office now to his credit he didn't do that today i saw today. him wearing a fan hoodie but if i were to because i was talking about this with my wife over breakfast about what are our thoughts on people who wear costumes to work adults that wear costumes to work and we were both like eh, it's a little a little out there like you know those forced costume parties when we're in our 
30s and 40s and we're wearing them to the, the place yeah, of like, business. When you're, when you're a, a younger ahead. person and you're at a party. And you can go to a costume party at night, that kind of thing. I'm talking about to work during the day. Yeah, that's right. Come on. You got to gotta kind of turn your head a little bit at the, the costume of Remind work, me people. later because we, we got to get back on track here because I got more college football I want to talk about. But remind me later to circle back to combos because there's something that doesn't exist yeah, I know. that I think should exist. I'm with you. Remind me later. More combo talk. All right, college up. football from uh, this weekend. Tennessee dominates Kentucky. Uh, Michigan beats Sparty. Four Michigan State players have been suspended for assaulting Michigan players. <sighs> Dude, what a scene. Look, what we can talk scene. about should they have two tunnels, all this other crap. Uh, yeah, all right, fine. Maybe. Maybe they should have two tunnels. You know what else you shouldn't do? Just start beating the hell out of people. That's, what are we doing here? You know, I know that campus police is investigating. They should. That video that I saw was scary. Yeah, it's ugly. That wasn't all. Ugly. I just pushed somebody down. That was that was assault. I think sometimes we use that too literally when we're talking about football. It's like, right. that's assault. Yeah. Nah. It's like, no, not really. But that, that was. And uh, I wonder. If a situation happens where you've got Michigan State players brought up on criminal charges because of something that occurred on the field of play, or at least not on the field of play, but you know what I mean, in the stadium on game day, could that be a case for Michigan State? Should they want to get out of this to fire Mel Tucker with cause? I don't know. Would they don't have to pay him out? Uh, It's tough to... It's tough to take what some Michigan State players did the same way. Like, because again, please don't twist these words. Or I'm take going it out, to go ahead. Don't twist the words or take it out of context. I'm going but to do that. There, you you can never resort to violence. Obviously, that is a hundred percent, a million percent. You can't have it with Michigan State. I feel like there's a but coming. I'm but, just. I'm not even going to say the word but. But things at the end of that game. There was already a scuffle with zeros on the clock on the field. There was already a scuffle. And you say, do they need two tunnels? Well, obviously, the time has come now for Michigan to at least change the policy with the tunnel. Perhaps. They have to do per- that. Perhaps. Because every, we just had a situation with Penn State. Right? I understand. Now, credit Penn State. None of their players beat the crap out of some Michigan player who might have been chirping this way. Guys are trash talking this way and that way. Tempers are hot. Michigan State's upset that Michigan was throwing trick plays with a minute left and then running the football down their throat instead of kneeling with zeros on the clock. Things were happening tempers boiled over and michigan state players lost their cool and they're gonna pay severe consequences and they should i just i don't know with what you said if the same way i can't blame michigan for those things because michigan state's players acted i don't know if i could blame mel tucker for what his players did but But it's a but the hell of a bad look the coach sets the tone man you know mel tucker knows what this game's about it's not his first you know, trip there. Sure, I know. I he know. knows. He's he's undefeated against Jim Harbaugh up to this point. He was two and zero. Oh. He knows. And the message that I I know is passed along, or at least it should be, is: Hey guys, whatever happens, we can't lose our cool here. Now, usually that's we can't lose our cool on the field and get ourselves a bad fifteen yard penalty. It's not normally. Now we can't lose our cool and act like the Hell's Angels inside the tunnel and just beat the crap out of somebody. Okay, you're right. Mel Tucker shouldn't have to say that. But there should be enough discipline on that football team where that's not even in their mind. As bad as things got between Michigan and Penn State a couple weeks before, it didn't approach 
the video that I saw yesterday. Didn't approach it. No, no. It was just yelling at each Inexcusable. other. A little bit of uh, kind of pushing and shoving in the tunnel. Because first I saw the different. Harbaugh quotes. This was different. Right? I didn't see the actual event that and occurred. And you were wondering if Harbaugh was well, laying it on thick. I, I know how Harbaugh is. He's I like, know, my I guys were assaulted. Yeah, and he's like, oh, were they, Jim? I don't know. And then I went back and looked at the film. Yeah, Jim, they were. That was bad. There's no place for that. And I just wonder, I wonder if Michigan State people already regretting the $95 million contract they gave to Mel Tucker oh, may I, look at this I, as a way out. I uh, Maybe they do. Maybe they do. We know that they, uh, I think, were several games past regretting this contract. It was interesting. You know, at least Texas A&M players didn't have anything like this, you know, come out on video in... Uh, the aftermath of their loss to Ole Miss. But at the same time, virtually at the same time, you have Lane Kiffin beating Jimbo, making, you know, Halloween costume jokes about him. In his post-game interview, he says something like, oh, I've got to see if Jimbo has a Joker costume for me or something. Lane, just seconds after the win, rubbing it in. I hate that guy, but you got to respect it when Jimbo is the other coach in the equation. I, well, right, I hate both of them. He, yeah, he, so Jimbo goes down, $95 million man, 85 or $86 million left on the buyout, and they say they're not. They, like, there was a report yesterday uh, I was watching one of the talking heads on ESPN. Like they are not getting out of that deal for Jimbo. They are riding that out as bad as it gets. There's no way they're riding it. And out. Mel Tucker as well. They're not. They're also not three and five. <laughs> they may ride it out to the end of this season. They may try next season. But if this team struggles again next season, they're firing them. I don't care what the buyout right. is. Well, they're they're riding it out this year. Well, okay, yeah. this year maybe. Yeah, but they're certainly not seeing the end of that contract. No way in hell. Not unless he wins national. And even then, they're not seeing the end of that contract because they'll redo the contract. I, th- I think even to t- 2026. Because, yeah, you say not this year, but by if, if they have, no, if they have another horrendous, if they have another horrendous expensive season. expensive and ugly. It's still like in close to 45 or 50 million in 2026. There is a team we thought, at least I thought, was good. And then on Saturday, they proved me wrong. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for. Traffic is backed up on I-70 eastbound between Mount Street and Route 315. Plan about a five-minute slowdown. It also finds an accident causing delays on 71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. This traffic report is sponsored by UPSJobs.com. Make an impact this holiday season by delivering what matters with UPS. Join the Brown Friday event in person or online on November 4th or 5th to find seasonal job opportunities near you. Learn more at UPSJobs.com slash Brown Friday. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. The best way to kill time between Leanna Ray's traffic reports. You're listening to Man and Bone. Happy Monday. Timmy Hall in for Boner today. The segment that's not a segment, yikes, is coming up at 534. I was all over the place today. I'm not sticking with the format of... You know, college football, 3 o'clock hour, NFL, 4 o'clock hour, because there's too much. There's too much college football I want to talk about. It's a holiday, too. Things get out of hand. What's the holiday? <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, I don't know. What, oh, Halloween. Oh, it's Halloween. Yes. <laughs> what are you talking I about? I forgot. <laughs> Why are you serious? I thought you were yanking my chain. No, I forgot. I'm like, what's the <laughs> holiday? But that's how little I think about Halloween. It's good. Now, I like now it. you just reminded me I got to go home. I got to take the kid out. Oh, come on. That's going to be fun. I, 
actually wanna, a good age for that. Yeah, I, I don't want to go anywhere. You're just going to walk around the neighborhood no, and go back they, into no, the it's house. Forced conversation with people is what it is. Even if I stand by the curb, it's going to be, eh, hi, how you doing? You have the adults in your neighborhood that like to get the red solo cups out there, sneak a little something into the drinky while they're walking around. Doing all well, that. We, we may. I, I, I have no idea. A lot of that's going on I don't, now. I don't talk to anyone. I guess just drinking at home, it's not enough. Not enough? It's not enough. We got to take the booze on the sidewalk with us. World Series tonight shifts to Philadelphia. Series tied at a game apiece. At least it should. I mean, it's going to rain tonight, so they may call this one off. Who the hell knows? But what was I going to say about this? I don't, I don't know. know. Who cares? About, yeah. What, World, what do you want to say about tonight? it? Oh, here's what I wanted to point out. I saw this today. Umpire Pat Hoberg, Mm. he umped game two. He was the home plate umpire. According to the stats where they measure these things, he called a perfect game. He's a robot. Behind the plate. I think he's actually a robot. Now, there is a little bit of, like, error they allow these guys. So even if it's outside the square by, like, an inch or something, that's okay. But in terms of... You know, how rare this is. It wasn't done at all during the regular season. He came the closest to it. That's incredible. He missed one call. There was one game this year that he umped. He missed one call. He was one call away from a perfect game. Uh, In game two, he had it. And go figure, by the way, for years, Major League Baseball rewarded their elder statesmen. Oh, Joe West, you've been an umpire for 9,000 years. Angel. You You must ump the World Series. When all the numbers show you that the younger umpires, even though more experienced, are better. This guy right here is umping his first World Series game. He's 37 years old. 36? 36, 37, whatever. And he had a perfect game. That's not ageism. That's just common sense. 129 pitches called correctly. Honestly, it's really quite humorous with... All of the talk about baseball and how they're starting to implement the computerized pitch. You know, what's what's the term for them? We say robots. I know they got a technical term for the, the software they're using. Strike zone. Automated right? strike K-zone, zone. Yeah. yeah, K-zone. A lot, a lot of minor league games have gone to that, especially earlier in the season. They're they're phasing that in. Here we got a dude calls the perfect game. So just find a bunch of guys like him. Do, do the do the purists though want that? <laughs> because the people that want the human element, it's like some people want the forced screw ups every now and then. That's okay. Because I saw that uh, that Rob Manfred said that the Ghost Runner is probably here to stay. No, tenth inning Ghost Runner. No, I love it so much. At least it's just for regular season, right? For now. Oh, no, don't say that. For now. Don't say that. Anywho, I thought a team was good, and then I watched their game on Saturday, and I don't know how we thought they were Which good. Which team? Oklahoma State. Unbelievable. Oklahoma State doesn't just lose to Kansas State, which I thought they may do, because Kansas State's been very good. Better than expected, at least. They lost 48 to nothing. Oklahoma State, the week before, took it to Texas, and... We're looking at Oklahoma State in the Big 12 because we know Oklahoma's trash now, right? Texas is not going to do anything, at least not this year. And you said, well, hey, TCU and Oklahoma State, maybe it's their conference. Well, it's TCU's. Oklahoma State's out. That loss was too bad. You can't recover from that loss. Zero points? 48 to nothing? 
Ridiculous. No, I mean, they, I don't know what they were going to recover to anyway. Oklahoma State was already a, a team dealing with a loss, but I understand they that, were they were good. They it were looked good. like they were hitting their stride. Yeah, I mean, after the I te- thought so. Yeah, yeah, like you said, after the Texas win, they came back. They protected their home field. You can understand a loss. I mean, they're going on the road, but that was not forty-eight. To that nothing. was up there with that maybe unbelievable. Maybe the most shocking loss. Uh, number scoreboard when you look at it like that that knocked you out of your chair wake forest looks like trash they lose to louisville i have more of that coming up in yikes i know i know where you'll be going with that one of those teams where you know we desperately want other teams in the acc to be good and then look big 10 gets this too where it's like we 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 want desperately big 10 teams to be good like maryland right the reality is most of them are not I think you have two good teams in the Big Ten. So Ohio State and Michigan. You know, when you look at the ACC, Clemson's good. I think they are. Syracuse? No. They had a nice little story. You know, they lost to Notre Dame this week. That, you know, glass slippers off there. Wake Forest? Certainly not. No, no. Get out of here. Yeah, I mean... Pitt? Not. Wake Forest had a, a quarterback that a lot of people were hot and heavy over. And with good reason. He's a really good player. Uh, I think North Carolina's quarterback going into next year, Drake May, that guy is a dude. He he plays well, and he has put up some ungodly numbers right now. But Clemson, by the way, you know they are really good. They're I don't think they're not Clemson of the last three, four, five, six years. No, I, I agree with that because but- while we're critiquing our own game today, I I think you can look at Clemson and have questions about do they really belong in a college football playoff, and will they stack up against? an Ohio State, Georgia, or Tennessee, or a Michigan, possibly, when push comes to shove. I think they're a click away from that. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even count on them to beat Alabama, and Bama, who has the loss already. Pitt now has four losses. Pitt? Oh, they stink. Well, we uh, we were making fun of Pat Narduzzi last week, because Pat Narduzzi came out and said, you know, I, I really think we're undefeated. <laughs> well, we have three losses, but we beat ourselves. Yeah. I wonder, Pat, are you still undefeated? I mean, you have four losses now. You're four and four. Are you still undefeated? Still beating yourself? What's wrong with him? Did you see also the comments, that the way he tried to take excuses for getting his butt kicked by Michigan State in the bowl game? No. What did he say? He basically just brushed it aside. Oh, was that, that, is that when he said we can win the Big Ten anytime yeah, we want? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, did, I do remember said, that. You know, we were, uh, I'm like, buddy, you lost. You lost the game. No. Oh, Kenny Pickett wasn't playing for us. Oh, okay. So... That doesn't happen to other players? No, see, that's the thing Kenneth I love about Walker these coaches. played for Michigan State. Is that these coaches will preach to their guys all the time. Next man up. Right, no excuses. Right. You got to do your job. But then when somebody calls them out on losing or being inconsistent, they're the first one to throw out excuses. It's That was... That's one of those things where now Pat Narduzzi is stacking comments like that. You got to question what's going on between this guy's ears. He goes too far with some of his football coachy like comments what was it uh now nah, forget about it i don't remember what it was okay we'll talk about some nfl because we had some wacky games yesterday common man and t-bone on the fan fan traffic from the meister's bar and pizza traffic center Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for. Traffic is beginning to build on 670 westbound between Grandview Avenue and I-70. Plan on some backups over there. You'll also find slowdowns on I-71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. This traffic report is sponsored by UPSjobs.com. Make an impact this holiday season by delivering what matters with UPS. Join the Brown Friday event in person or online on November 4th or 5th to find seasonal job opportunities near you. Learn more at UPSjobs.com slash Brown Friday. Eliana Ray with Fan Traffic. 
fatter and angrier by the minute. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Monday. Reaction Monday. Bone is out today. Timmy is in. Yikes. He's coming up at 534. All right, football from yesterday. Falcons beat the Panthers in a wild one in overtime. Fun game. It was it was a unless you're rooting for one of those teams. It was a fun game. Yeah. PJ Walker, QB1, hell of a throw. Baker Mayfield. I, lo- I love it. With just, a baseball cap on. Just the way that Baker must feel about that. You know, you're happy that your team wins, but no, the team didn't win. They lost. No, they, they, lost. they lost. But th- th- to see the a Hail Mary, I guess you couldn't even really call it a Hail Mary. It wasn't, it wasn't a Hail Mary. It was, it was just, just a stripe. DJ Moore beat the coverage. Yeah. You had, you know, everybody playing deep. Somehow he still beat the coverage. Just terrible defense. Terrible. By the Falcons. Inexcusable. And but then it happened. he makes the mistake afterwards taking off his helmet, uh-huh. which you got to know. Yeah. Guys have to know. Now, who the hell knows? Maybe they missed the extra point anyway. Because who's, who's the kicker? Eddie Pinheiro, is that who it is? He was crapping his pants. He missed a couple big ones. But in all likelihood, they kick the extra point, they win. You keep your helmet on, you win. Yeah. 48-yard extra point, right? Yes. After that, the penalty. I got to tell you, I love that, though. That makes it wild. That makes it so much more exciting. I'm glad the NFL moved that nothing what, play I back. Was, I was wrong. When they first did it. Yeah. I came on the air and said, this is stupid. This is going to change nothing. No one's clamoring for this. It's not going to make things more interesting. I was completely wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Completely wrong. It's like if you woke up one day and in basketball, statistics were showing that free throws were being converted at a 99.5% clip. You would say, well... What's the point of having... That's a nothing play if everyone's making them and we want this to have something to do with the excitement of the basketball game? Move it a little bit. That's what that had become, an 18-yard chip shot. The the other thing that's really becoming wild is the steroids that are ravaging through these men's right and left legs because they are routinely able to connect from 60 yards right now. And that was never happening before two or three years ago. Oh, no. To have a 48-yard extra point off the personal foul penalty, wildly entertaining. It was a thing where you could go an entire season... Teams would go an entire season without their field goal kicker making making one for longer than 50 yards. Like, 50 was like, oh my God, 50. It was nuts. It was. Now you see 54-yard field goal, you're like, ah, oh, it's 54. He's got the leg. Especially, if you're, especially if it's off of turf, if you're in one of the half-domed stadiums oh, with like a clean absolutely. surface to kick off. Yeah, you're almost, you almost don't even sweat it. So I almost think they should make the extra point. Even push it back 40, even further. 40 yards. Honestly, that would really, really hey, get you nervous about Falcons, the extra point. First place, Falcons. <laughs> they are. <laughs> the NFC South. They're five, they were first place going into that game. Marcus Mariota, man. Hey, let him live. Uh, Cowboys score 49 against the Bears. How'd you like that one, Teddy? Teddy's a big Cowboy fan. I love the way the offense looked. We got Dak back, you know, and mm. the second game back, got the rust uh, shaken off, and uh, he was uh, dealing out I there. Saw, Loved it. I saw Panama Ted was doing the the little Dak dance in the office today with the hips, <laughs> the Dak <laughs> pregame hips. dance. Looked good doing it. That's all right. The Bears are going to get better on defense. 
They traded Roquan Smith today. Unbelievable. So. They have a ton of picks next year and like $100 million to spend. Good. What is that going to so, do? Well, it's all set up for them. To screw it up? To screw it up, yes. Yeah. Exactly. I know a good guy to spend some money like that on. His name's Roquan Smith. No, he didn't want to be there. They they were cheap with him, apparently. Yeah. And he Something was fractured. A, a second and a fifth, is that right? S- second yeah. and a fifth. Yeah, of course, that was a big story going into the season where he had... Uh, requested the trade whenever you even hear that uttered you know that the relationship's probably probably done and it's best to move on Lions scored 27 points in the first half scored zero points in the second half and still lose the dolphins boy detroit man what they they have the worst defense they've actually shown a lot of promise on the other side of the ball Jared Goff just continues to seem whatever, but they've got some playmakers, some guys that are fun to watch with Swift. Yeah, but eventually, the Saint Brown. you're going to have to figure out that quarterback position. You, you do. Because Jared I Goff is not a long-term guy. I was reading a piece today, I think it was in the free press, where they were asking, you know, is this, is this Lions team just pretending, or do they have some talent? Because they find themselves in some of these games. There's no way. You scored 27 points in the first quarter. Well then you know what? You know who it has Not to first come- quarter, first half. You know who it has to come back on as much as people want to like the guy for the funny things no, and the quirky way he is that's on hard knocks. It comes back on Dan Campbell. I, I don't care if it makes for losing for all these close He's games. He's a bad coach. He is a bad head coach. Maybe a great position coach, but he's a bad head coach. Uh Vikings are six and six and one after beating the Cardinals. I have no idea if they're any good. I don't. You don't but think the Vikes are good? I don't know, but they're six and one. I'll tell you, I, this. I don't know if a lot of teams are good. They, the Vikings are good, but the thing I will say is they're quarterbacked by Kirk Cousins. Yeah, who I you are very familiar with. Am him. highly skeptical of him when the games turn big. When you get to the playoffs and you are asking this guy to step up to the plate and have a turnover-free football game, or Make some insane throws to Justin Jefferson. That's not out of the out of line either, because his primetime win loss record Dude, is not good. He's if there was one thing that mess of an organization that Washington is, if there was one thing I was actually proud of them for doing, was to say, you know what, I don't think this is the guy that could win us a Super Bowl, and he has been surrounded by unbelievable talent, wouldn't you say? In Minnesota, with what Thielen has been, they had Stefan Diggs. And they sent him out. They still have this Justin Jefferson dude walks in the door. Yeah, yeah. They've had pretty good tight end play. They've got one of the most dynamic running backs in the game. And they're a good team. Kirk will fool you. He will dazzle you with numbers, man. He will put up those numbers. But when push comes to shove, he has shown time and time again, you're not winning those big games. So That's why I wonder, I wonder. about them. That's why I wonder about uh, yeah. them. I'm, I'm with you there. I wonder what they're going to be when they get to the playoffs. It's it's almost a certainty they're a playoff team now. They've started so hot. Raiders get shut out by the Saints. Just a pathetic performance. I'll have more on them later. For uh, And yikes. Christian McCaffrey does everything in the 49ers win against the Rams. He ran for a touchdown, he caught a touchdown, and he threw yeah. a touchdown. First touchdown trifecta guy since... Uh, 2005, one of the most dynamic running backs to ever play. You know who that was? 05? LaDainian Tomlinson. LaDainian Tomlinson. God, he had a lot of touchdowns in his day. Yeah, that was... was a pretty good player. That was incredible. I mean, two weeks in the door, right? Second game? Yeah, with second San Francisco? Game. He's a guy that's so good, you don't really need to 
have him know the entire playbook, especially for the run fits. It's just like, dude, we're going to hand the ball off to you. We're going to run a stretch to the left or a dive up the middle or this or that. And then they can throw in a couple of wrinkles. That was funny reading that article about how uh, they wanted to know if he could throw the football. Yeah. They went back, found some old film of him slinging one like 55 yards for a touchdown. They said, yeah, yeah, we can do that. Throw that in there. All right. I want to circle back to that game, but remind me. Uh, Seahawks take care of the Giants. It looks like the Seahawks are kind of good, right? It looks like Geno Smith is not just a guy who can have one good game here and there. He's been pretty consistent. Give him his credit, right? Like we... This is all that we ask out of quarterbacks. And I get, you know, some guys get pigeonholed. And that's why I'm not, I, I can't be all the way there yet because it's half a season, right? And to, to reach full consistency as an NFL QB, to go from being a career backup to being a guy you can be counted on, you can't just do it for eight games. You got to do it for 16. But at the mile marker, how could you not say Geno's not a top He's doing 10 quarterback right now? He's a top 10 quarterback currently today in the league. Bills were sort of ho-hum last night against the Packers. Still beat them by 10. Bills are awesome. All right, let me go back to that Rams 49er game for a second. It is 31 to 14. There's like two minutes left to play in that game. And for some reason, the boy genius, Sean McVay, still has Matt Stafford out on the field. Cooper Still has Cooper Cup still on the field. Cooper Cup caught a meaningless pass. I know, man. And hurt himself. Why do these coaches do this? You know, these boy geniuses, they're looking at so many numbers, and I got so many things on my little card here, but common sense doesn't seem to enter their brain. You've lost, man. It's It's over. It's done. It's over for Bozo. (laughs) So you know what? You put your valuable guys on the bench, and you come back, and you try and get them next week. Instead, what happens? Your best wide receiver goes out there and hurts himself. For what? Thank God they have a bye week, right? And that Cooper Cup comes off of that saying. And they look broken. Feels pretty good. Regardless of that. But I'm, I'm with they you. They look broken. I'm with you, though. Forget about them being broken. How? How? Where is the logic in it? There's no logic. The game, the same it's way. It's over. Mi- same way Michigan's running plays right down to the very end when they've beaten their rival by 22 points. Why do the Rams, it's the last drive. It means nothing. I'll talk about the Raiders again. And yikes, they did something, too. But, I mean. Rams, shut it down, man. You're lucky that he didn't break his ankle or something. Winning doesn't have to be pretty. I will prove it to you. Coming up next, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a disabled vehicle blocking the left lane of I-71 southbound at 5th Avenue. Traffic is bumper to bumper from 17th Avenue in this area. Please use caution as the road begins to clear. This traffic report is sponsored by Taco Bell. The rumors are true. Nacho fries are back at Taco Bell for a limited time. So if you've been craving those golden fries with their Mexican spices and that warm nacho cheese sauce you dip them in, go to Taco Bell and order some today. Contact store for participation, which varies. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Barely famous, incredibly stupid. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Monday. Uh, Timmy is in for T-Bone today. Bone will be back tomorrow. The segment that's not a segment, yikes, is coming up at 534. Uh, We were talking about combos earlier. Mm -hmm. And I said I would not be against, you know, for Halloween you hand out some salty snacks. Bag of combos, bag of Doritos. Like a Chex Mix. I think that's a fine addition. I don't know why it has to be a, a Halloween. It has to be dominated by candy. Well, I, th- I think it still should be 
Mostly candy. Could be 90% candy. Yeah, but mix, it's okay to mix, just stay away, honestly. If you're thinking about being one of those dudes that puts like a thing of floss in there, just get out of my face with that. Granola bars, no. Hard pass. We can do a salty snack thing, like a chip, a Chex Mix, a yep. combo. When you start blending into a Cliff Bar, sorry, T-Bone, no. or a granola bar, no. He Get doesn't hand here. out Cliff Bars. He loves Cliff Who Bars. Who cares? He's not handing them out. I know, Look, there I know. should be no health food handed out on Halloween. No. Halloween is a junk food holiday. You can keep your, keep your hipster stuff to yourself. I don't even like apple-flavored candy. Get that out of here. Oh, I do like a green apple. Maybe a green Jolly apple rancher. Green apple dum dum, but I hate that caramel apple. I, I know some people love that stuff. I don't like that lollipop thing. It's no good. Lollipop. All right, combos. Combos. You you brought up combos, and we have a disagreement, you and I, on the the pretzel versus the cracker. That's okay, but we agree on something else. I asked you, why is there no such thing as a double stuff combo? Right? We got double stuff everything. I want more filling in the combo. Give me an extra girthy Mandingo combo. <laughs> That's what I want. They uh, they could be way girthier. The, pr- uh, the pretzel is fine. The amount of pretzel that is used oh, in I don't one need, I combo don't need more pretzel or cracker. is fine. It needs, an incre- it needs about twice, like you said, double stuff. But here's Girth. the thing. Here's the thing. I think a regular combo... Should be that. So then I would need, I would need to revamp combos to where like we'd have a new bag or something, slightly tinker the logo and say, hey, new and improved combo, more filling. And that filling would be double the current amount. And then, then we have a fatter combo. Oh, you go even further. 35% more combo filling. Cause I was eating that bag today and they're good. But I, I wonder, I wonder if these bloodsuckers are trying to do what everyone's doing and give us less, charge us the same, actually charge us more, but then kind of fall back on, oh, our costs are rising, food costs. Well, yeah, we're paying you more money for it, so it's fine. I think they're using less filling right now. They're scamming us. When I crack open the combo with my teeth, I want... You want an explosion. <laughs> I was about to give you an all-time soundbite, but I'm not going to do it. You can't do it on purpose. Your tongue has to feel the filling, right? Yeah. You got to crack open the pretzel. Your tongue has to get that filling, and it's delicious. It's one of the the best things. Your tongue has to feel the filling. All right? Okay. Just mark it down. I got it. Thank you. 453. Uh, What did I tease? Winning does not have to be pretty. I will guarantee it, or I will prove it to you. The Tennessee Titans... Beat the Texans yesterday, seventeen to ten. Titans are now five and two. How are they five and two? Well, it's because Derrick Henry's running all over the place. More on that coming up in Yikes. The starting quarterback for the Titans yesterday, in Ryan Tannehill's absence, was rookie Malik Willis, Liberty's guy. That's right. At at some points, people thought he was going to be a first round pick. Did not happen for him. Did you see his stat line yesterday? Six. For 10. Six for 10. 55 yards. Sacked three times. And a pick. And a pick. And he won the game. Now, to his credit, after the game, the reporters asked him, like, hey, man, would you like to throw the ball more and open up that offense a little bit? Do you think you're capable of that? And he pretty much said, I don't, why should we throw it if they can't stop the run? You know, he knew what his job was. Now, maybe his job one day will be a starting quarterback, but right now he's a backup quarterback. They had an opportunity to win that game and not really show a lot of their flaws in the passing game. And they did. Here's the thing, though. 
Here's the thing. What's the thing? They go on the road to Kansas City. They'll be playing the Broncos. They'll be playing the Packers at Lambeau. They'll be playing the Bengals. Then they'll be going to Philly. It is going to get rough. You said this about another team. I don't think the, the Broncos and the Packers are rough. Well, either at this way, point. either way, you said this about another. Oh, you said it about the Vikings in the last segment. You're like they're six and one. I wonder how good they are. I'm going to say the exact same thing about the Titans. Whether it's Tannehill or whether it's Malik Willis, they're going to come across some teams that'll stack the box on them. They don't even have a legitimate weapon now. Robert Woods is good, but he's he's getting a little long in the tooth, and they haven't found a way to get him the football all that much. That is not going to last for Tennessee. Doing I, it that I way. don't. I don't disagree with you. But, much like we talk about with the NFC South, by the way, let's just stop playing football in the South. All right? At least all, in the NFL. It's all over? Because the NFC South, Falcons, Panthers, Saints, Buccaneers, terrible. AFC South, Texans, Colts, Jags, Titans, terrible. Yeah, bad. They are far and away bad. still the best team in that division. Yeah, they Even are. if they struggle here with some of those good teams. Who's beating them? Colts? Crapped all over themselves yesterday? Thought they had a win? Your team. The Commanders, Taylor Heineke. You excited? How about that? Carson you, Wentz, Benchy? You know how we are with you with the Bears, me with the Commanders. It's Miserable? Ra- it's rare. It's rare when I get to a point where I actually sit back on a Sunday and say, huh, this is pretty good. You got to roll with Taylor Heineke, This don't is you? fun. Here's the thing about him. he We've seen whole entire season That's Taylor right. Heineke. That's right. And I'm... I'm pretty firm in my belief that he is a career backup quarterback. But what I will say is any time they have called on him in relief, whether it's a game here, two games here, three games there, the football team gets better. And I'm not I'm not saying that he's your quarterback for next year and beyond. Because, again, when it, I don't think a good quarterback is on this roster. I'm with you. The, for this year? But yes. for this year. You're writing this out. Carson Wentz is done. Done. You're done with him. Not going Taylor to Howell, Heineke's the, the UNC rookie right now. Heineke is the dude right now. You ride this out. Because Terry, Terry McLaurin, you guys saw that catch oh, that Terry he made McLaurin's on the goal line. That ball was underthrown a little bit. He was excited to be back in Indy. He is a stud. He, for one, Chase Young, I felt it with him. These guys, for whatever reason, they just love to play for this quarterback. They pick up their level of play for him. Plain and simple. If you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program, we got you covered with the rundown. Coming up, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find that earlier disabled vehicle has cleared from I-71 southbound at 5th Avenue. All lanes have reopened, but traffic is still slow from Hudson Street as it recovers. This traffic report is sponsored by InvisibleFence.com. It's Invisible Fence brand's mission to help keep pets secure at home, and their exclusive Boundary Plus technology does just that. As part of their pre-Black Friday sale, get $300 off your system through November 15th. Schedule your free consultation at InvisibleFence.com. That's InvisibleFence.com. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Like a sports drink, but for that part of you that's thirsty for fart jokes. Back to Man and Bone. Happy Monday. It is Reaction Monday. Timmy is in for Bone today. Bone is back tomorrow. The segment that's not a segment, yikes, at 534. Before we get to the rundown, which will consist of us talking about the Buckeye-Penn State game. We have not discussed this yet. The Jackets embarrassed themselves yesterday, losing 7-1 to in New Jersey. Embarrassed themselves. Last three games has been pure garbage. They're in Finland now to play the Avs. 
Maybe they just leave Brad Larson in Finland. Something, something's got to give with this team, man. We'll talk about the power play yeah, yeah. and how bad it is and all that. But. You sure Lars didn't have a passport issue getting out there? Somebody you know, misplaced it? That was just an uninspired pile of crap. I'm watching that game in the first period. And my daughter was excited because she loves the jackets. <laughs> she loves hockey. Yeah, yeah. And it's 2 o'clock start. Normally she can just watch the first period of a game and then she has to go to bed. Right. But it was at 2 o'clock, so she was excited that she got to watch the entire game. So we're watching this first period. And at the end of it, score wasn't even that bad. What was it, one nothing after the first period? Yeah, one nothing. Elvis but, was standing on his but you head know in that first it was, period. They were, it doesn't matter. They were so bad in that first period. So bad. She looked at me and said, Daddy, please don't make me watch more of this game. I said, thank God you don't want to watch more of this game because I don't want to watch it. And then because I'm a glutton for punishment, I went back and watched it this morning. I watched it again. Because I wanted to see how bad it actually got once I saw the final score. And the answer is bad. This team is embarrassing right now. Look, maybe we all got a little bit too excited that this was a playoff team this year. Maybe oh, they're not. I, maybe they're not. I'm guilty. Okay? I'm guilty, man. I, I'm right there. Maybe we all got a little excited. Yep. However, this is not a team that looks like they're on the rise. This is not a team that's, you know, losing games that are fun and a couple breaks here and there, and they're just losing to teams that are better than them. But you watch out. Next year, they'll be right there. This is a team that looks like they don't want to be on the ice right now. Feels, and I have no idea why. It feels like when Seth Jones left this franchise, you could almost see this happening to the blue line, right? Because even with him, I think you were sensing... His frustration, right? With just the consistent level of play that you need from all of your defensemen to be a, a, a top team in the National but Hockey every, League. everything is lethargic, Timmy. It's not just the defense. No, but, it, but that's, that's bad. That yes, is it's bad. bad. It's all bad. They can't, they, can't even, they can't even clear the puck more often than not. I mean, the one... I, I, I think it was one of the goals in the, in the second period, wasn't it? Where they just turned it over. It was just... One of the easiest, you know, intercepted pucks you're ever going to see, and Elvis could speed again. And I, Elvis, I love how animated he's becoming now when he gives up a goal that he knows he should have had. I think of the last one that he gave up, he kind of just took his stick and kind of flung the puck up into the air. But the first, as bad as it was for Elvis, and as much as he was doing in that first period, this is where. It's hard to analyze it because it's not fair. He made some unbelievable saves in some really bad positions in the first. They give up the one goal. You're you're looking at that in, in the second period before the two straight goals happened. You're, that's not bad. With what he was put up against, only have one goal given up, and then the two back to back. You're thinking, you know, you got you got to have those. That was brutal. You got to have Terrible. those saves, and that's the thing where it's just it is like you said the def, the blue liners. I think. You know, deserve a, a bulk of the blame, but it's on everybody. They're not scoring the goals. Like there you, is, there is not no silver lining. There's nothing. You know, last year they gave up a bunch of goals, but they were scoring a bunch of goals. Scored the most goals in franchise history. And I didn't think that was going to be a problem this year. I thought, well, defense may be a work in progress still. They're going to score goals. They're not. What are you pointing to now? Because before it was all line A's hurt, no chemistry. He's there. What's the problem? Well, we won't have a problem with the power play this year, I'll tell you that. What are you talking about? What was that stat you gave me? It hasn't this been st- since 2015. What was the stat? Yeah, yeah, I, I believe that's it. 2015-2016 was the last time I think they were 12th. 
that year in power play percentage. Every other year since Every then, they year, haven't been better than 24 or worse. How is that? And How is that possible? It feels like that, too. Like, you would hope that you would look down at the numbers and you would say, oh, no, no, no. Clearly, it couldn't have been that bad. There was probably a year where they finished 15th. You know, they were right in the middle no. of the league. No, terrible. It's just so bad. All right, rundown. Common Man and T-Bones. The Rundown. The Rundown. Sponsored by Mobile Center. Part of the 5G T-Mobile Network. Buckeyes beat Penn State 44-31. to I was not really a happy camper about this game. You can go back to the podcast, listen to the first hour of the show as we discussed it. Um, Look, I'm happy to get the victory. Don't get me wrong. It's better to learn lessons like this walking out a victor. Yeah, learn from a win than losing from a a loss, which the Buckeyes did a couple times last season. Uh, It reminded me a little bit of that Oregon game where I'm watching this game for the entire game saying they're going to lose this game, aren't they? They're going to lose it. I'll tell you where it was different, though, in that the Oregon game, they were just so out of position. That's what was embarrassing about that. Here, they did, They had some guys in the secondary really struggling, and they got beat. It's still a concern. A little different type of feel than the Oregon game, but oh, the defense is better. later in the season, yes. the defense has improved. The defense is better than it was last year. Don't get me wrong. The secondary still concerns me. By the way, Jim Knowles, I appreciate the stones, buddy. But if you're going to play cover zero, you better know you got guys who could tackle. And right now, I don't know that from a secondary standpoint. So maybe back it off a little bit. You can still be aggressive with blitzes and showing them different looks. That's the hallmark of a Jim Knowles defense. But in terms of, we're going to come at you and play cover zero, eh. Well, I don't know if I'm ready for that. Not even not even just tackling. That's a thing, too. But you got to know that your guys in the back end can win some of the battles more often than not. Well, they should be able and to. And Ja'Kalen Johnson just not. looked a little confused out there. They're he not. just he had a, P, a bad P.I. Uh, yeah, I know the, the, the lack of tackling you're talking about when it was Ja'Kalen and Tanner McAllister. They lost yeah. Parker Washington on what should have been a five-yard gain. You cannot... That's tough to blame Jim Knowles when two guys are... Two human beings are there to tackle one. The scheme should have worked, but... They got to be able to win some of the battles in the secondary against more talented wide receivers that are going to be up on the schedule. Michigan's receivers have even losing one of their key guys going in. Ronnie Bell, they've got some dudes that can make some plays down the field. The uh, the end of the first half was inexcusable. Should never happen. You got to take points, man, you, in a tight you, game. You take points. You had a timeout in your pocket. CJ's got to know better than to take a sack like that. It was just, it was ridiculous. You had some momentum because you're driving down the field and maybe get some points before the half. And instead, you gave all the momentum back. Penn State gets the ball in the second half. Inexcusable. I thought it was a poorly coached game. You had three delay game penalties. You had two false start penalties on two point conversions. You're trying to run stupid bubble screens out there. It's not working. Penn State has shown what they want to do. They're going to come up and they're going to play the line of scrimmage. They're not going to give you anything on the outside. The other side of that is the middle of the field's open. Every single time they went to the middle of the field, whether it's Marvin Harrison or Cade Stover or Mitch Rossi had a big catch for 16 yards. The middle of the field was right there, but it's almost as if Ryan Day was, was hell-bent. I'm saying, no, this is what I want to do. This is what we do. We're going to do it this way. You have to adjust with what the defense is giving you. That was some critique that I had about C.J. Stroud earlier in the season, and it's the same thing for Ryan Day. You have to recognize what the opposing team wants to do. If Marvin Harrison is open every 
play, then you throw him the ball every play. He is the best wide receiver in the in the uh, in, in the country. Football. He is. I said it last week. I thought I think he probably is. No, I'm telling you right now, Marvin Harrison is the best wide receiver in college football. He caught ten passes. He could have had twenty two catches in that game. They couldn't do anything with him. You've got talent there. It's working. So why are we trying to just kill ourselves with these stupid bubble screens? I will say this, you know, coming off of this game, to your original point, it's much better to win and learn from that, be you able to clean right. some things up. It is a trust me. Cuz you lose it in this I, day before expansion, you're done. Listeners know this about me. If they would have lost that game on Saturday, I wouldn't have wanted to be here with you. No, but it, the reality is though, <laughs> for like a loss, I barely yell. I, I come in. Because it's over. Call, it's done. Yeah, it's done. It's finished at that point. Yeah. What am I getting upset it's about? It's post-mortem. They lost. I'm at the funeral. I'm not going to scream at the corpse. <laughs> All right? What I am doing right now is I'm seeing a person out there acting irresponsibly who I want to keep out of that pine box. And so I'm screaming at them. Yeah. I'm telling them, if you don't change your ways, you will lose. Right now, you're the prettiest girl at the party. You are getting by on your looks. There's no substance there. All right. You were in the essay. What is it? It's not the essay contest for Miss America. What do they call it when they're asking them questions? I think it, the interview portion. I don't know what, the, know portion, what the hell that's called. Yeah. You, you're, you're, you're beautiful. You're killing in the evening gown. You're killing in the swimsuit. Now just answer the question. And now your question is this. I personally believe that U.S. Americans are unable to do so because uh, some people out there in our nation don't have that that's what you are right now you're the beautiful girl with no substance and you're only the most beautiful girl because michigan hasn't walked in the bar yet yeah it's like the it's like the he's a 10 butt meme he's a 10 but they take you know seven penalties a game that kind of thing you gotta clean some of that up because this is this is one of those years you know i i like to sit here and you know, even though guys, you know, I'll, I'll go on some some other people's shows and you'll get asked, you know, what's your prediction? And like, I, I do think, you know, Ohio State could win the national they championship. Can. They're the most talented team in the country. And I think I, I might believe even, it. I think I might even predict it. But when you you go to my confidence meter on that prediction, it's not like I'm I'm not like throwing down ten thousand dollars that they're just waltzing right to the national title. Not yet. It's the season takes. A severe shift once you get to that last game of the season. College football is weird like that, right? The way the schedule set up, you could just face a lot of teams that you are way better than. And there's only really two or three teams in the country that even matter a little bit. You're exactly and that's, right. That's all that matters when it comes to winning the national championship. Sure, they'll win the big they could win the Big Ten. They, they got Michigan at Big home. Ten. Every year they should. And then they'll go and play a Big Ten West team that'll be a crappy opponent. And then they'll have to recalibrate. And guess what? Oh, you're playing Tennessee or Georgia the rest of the way. That's who you got to be preparing for. So you got to be not just like we said, a talented team, but a disciplined, smart. You got to be those two things to be a great football team. You have to have that ability to adjust in the game, which... You know, last year we saw a lot. Last year, second quarter was their big quarter. This year, it's more second half, which is nerve-wracking enough. Saturday, it was fourth quarter. We're not waking up 
10 minutes until to the go fourth quarter in the with fourth. 10 minutes to go and that concerns me common man and t-bones the rundown the rundown sponsored by mobile center part of the 5g t-mobile network because it seems like that threshold of figuring something out is happening later and later and pretty soon there's going to be double zeros on the scoreboard and you're going to lose Oh, we figured it out afterwards watching the film. Too late. November 26, wild anticipation. I, I already have nervous poo. I'm terrified. Uh, someone in Buffalo stole my idea. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident causing some slowdowns on 270 northbound at I-70. This injury crash involves a semi. Keep an eye out for the police on scene. Please use caution over here. In the meantime, a 10-minute slowdown is expected. This traffic report is sponsored by Meyer. Shop holiday toy deals at Meyer. Like buy one, get one 50% off select toys from Barbie, Nerf, Hot Wheels, Disney Princess, Coco Melon, and more. Find something for everyone on your list and even something for yourself. Let's get the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop, in-store, or online. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Murdering brain cells one show at a time. Back to Man and Bone. Reaction Monday. Bone is out today. Timmy Hall is with me. Yikes. Is coming up at 534. Before I uh, talk about how the Buffalo people stole my idea, I'm going to throw a hot take at you. All right? You're a fast food guy. Of course I am. I'm a fat ass. Got to see the doctor tomorrow. She's going to yell at me. Just and, like an annual? Yeah, follow-up. I, you, see, you have to go back for follow-ups when the annual doesn't come out so good. <laughs> so this is a follow-up. Well, well uh, hey. Since that, though, I've gained weight. So I, I'm assuming tomorrow's not going to go well either. I hope it goes okay for no, you. Have fun. Terrible. Have fun. Um, I contend that the Arby's French Dip Sandwich is the most underrated fast food item in the world. You know, Arby spends all this time marketing other things. Rib sandwiches, making their own bourbon, crinkle fries, uh, Rubens, all this other crap. They've got an underappreciated item on their menu that I think more people would enjoy if they actually put some advertising dollars behind it. It's my whole thing with McDonald's and the bagels. They'll tell you, well, we took the bagel sandwiches away because they weren't selling. Well, when was the last time you actually had some sort of advertising to remind people that you had them? They take these items for granted. And then one day they stop selling. They take them away. People lose their minds and they forget how good they were. When in reality, it was the fault of the brand and the company for not advertising. Choco Taco, same thing. When was the last time you saw a Choco Taco commercial? They're they're dead, and it's sad. Well, now they're trying to bring them back because, like, oh, we, we didn't realize people like these. Yeah, people do like them, and sometimes they need a nudge. If you don't remind them that you have something, they're going to forget, and then one day it goes away, and they lose their minds. I'm telling you right now, I may or may not have had two Arby's French dip sandwiches in one sitting this what? weekend, and it was delicious. More power to you, man. Oh, my God, was it I'll- so good. I'll do you one better though, because you you talk you talk about sticking to what you know. There is only one type of sandwich that I would ever ever get from Arby's. What? And that is a classic roast beef, which is what makes Arby's Arby's. Have you had the French dip though? I have not. You need to have it because it's everything you love about the classic roast beef with the au jus on a pillowy sub roll. 
with some sort of melted cheese they put on and there. And the au jus, right? And it's the, it's the jus. I don't know why we don't request a little cup of salty slurry with every sandwich that we have. We should be <laughs> no dipping matter the every, sandwich? Doesn't matter. We should be dipping the sandwich. And, I, you know, some, you know, it's not real meat dripping. Who cares? I'm sure it's some sort of mix that they put together with water. It is salty, beefy deliciousness. Yeah, I don't care about that. Dipping the bread so, in there? So oh, my your, God. In your perfect world. It's would, a pleasure. Would that be the only other option in addition to the roast beefs? Like the, the beef and cheddar, the classic roast beef, and then... Well, the, you can do as much as you want, as long as the roast beef is your base. Yes. Yeah. I maybe have one chicken sandwich on there if you want to. Yeah, I'm looking at their menu. They've got buffalo, crispy chicken, no, chicken bacon, classic crap crispy chicken. There. I don't even think they need to be going into the cla- into the crispy chicken realm. That's not you. There's a ton of guys. There's probably one less than a quarter mile away that's doing crispy chicken sandwiches better than you are. Popeye's sales have never been better. And why is that? Because they are going crazy with their crispy chicken sandwiches what I'm, and no, what, I'm saying what is, they do great. You go to Popeye's, you know, 10 years ago and they had salads. They had grilled chicken. They did that crap. Then they decided, you know what? We're just not doing any of this well and no one's coming here for this. So what we're going to do is we're going to do fried chicken. And if you don't like it, see you later. That's all we do. Fried chicken. There's no other kind of chicken. We don't have any extra crunchy, any of that. We have our original recipe fried chicken. It is this way. We'll make a sandwich for you. And that's it. And they do like shrimp. Some of the locations do some fried shrimp. That's it. You probably, your memory probably goes back to great promotional deals like mine does. And, you know, whether, you know, this was 10 years ago, 15, 20, whatever, like the dollar menu for McDonald's back when things actually were a dollar on the dollar menu. I kid you not. There was about a year straight when I was in college, I would feed myself two double cheeseburgers every single day. It was normal. I felt good doing it the whole entire year. They didn't make a documentary about you? No, no, it wasn't anything it wasn't anything like that. Look I think the, this I think the year ended and I didn't even didn't even realize it, but we would all pack into my buddy's silver 2000 Camry and roll over to the McDonald's drive-through about a mile or two from campus and come back with bags of stuff and chow down and then go about our lives. But the Arby's creme de la creme, the 5 for 5.95 what a time to be alive. Oh, I used to get that and oh. eat it myself. Oh, three classic roast beefs, uh, a cup of moth sticks, and then the small curly fry. A king. Oh, a you, king. you mix it up. No, I'm talking, I just got the five sandwiches. Oh, no. I'd I got all five roast beef sandwiches. Three sandwiches, and then the moths, and then you got to have a curly fry I taste. I, 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 when I want a roast... You talk about the bread and butter. When I want the roast beef, I would just get the roast beef. I mean, I love curly fries. It's the only fries they should have. Yeah. But I used to put down those sandwiches like nobody's business. How many packets? You're an Arby sauce guy, right? They're classic tangy barbecue sauce. Like, I, I go with that over the horsey. You know what? On the French dip, I go horsey sauce. Why? I don't know. It complements it better, I think. Are you? Do you ring the bell when you leave an Arby's? Are you one of those guys? Ring the bell. They've got the bell in the Arby's, most of them. No, I go through in. the drive-thru. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're a big drive through guy. Actually, the one by us, the lobby's not even open. Really? Yeah. Never open back no, up? Never open by, back up. Hmm. Yeah, you know, all this talk. I think I'm going to go grab myself I'm a classic you. roast beef no, 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 for no. Halloween I, dinner. No, I want you to get the French dip. You've all never right, had right, it. All right, I'll try, try I'm I'll telling French you. Dip. 
if if Arby's is in your future, they're paying me nothing to tell you this. They should be paying me. I've done Arby's work in the past. I'm, I'm telling you right now, get a French dip sandwich and tell me that's not the most underappreciated item in fast food. Mm. All right. Ving Rames should be telling you about the French dip. Forget about these rib sandwiches, all these carved no, forget it. sandwiches. All right, let me tell you how Buffalo stole my idea. Now, I know the Bills have been doing this for a while, but I said that I thought the Blue Jackets should differentiate themselves by throwing unique things on the ice. You know, in Detroit, you got the octopus. In Florida, they got the little rats they throw on the ice. All right. I thought, you know, if we're going to do something here, let's make it count. And I said, one thing they should throw on the ice, consider it, is a Dilda Rooney. Aunt Dill. And everybody laughed at me. Oh, you can't do that. <laughs> Buffalo and the Blackhawks on Saturday night. Sabres win. They're on the ice celebrating. What gets thrown on the ice? Yep. Dilda Rooney. They've done this at Bill's games before. I don't remember it being at a Sabra's game, but there it was in all its glory. Just one? Just one that Just I saw. One. Yeah. But you know what? What's wrong? Let's go. And then you could take all the dills that are thrown up on the thrown on the ice. <laughs> donate them to the needy. What? Poor people don't have sexual needs? I don't know why we just have, you know, suburban housewives that need them. Poor people need them, too. They just can't afford them. What, do we just put them in, like, a, a discount bin? We just well, throw, may, throw you, them you into a... Sterilize them. Sterilize clean them, them thoroughly. And, we have machines that can do that. Is it like the... How would we... What's the presentation like? Is it like the bin of DVDs? That's what I'm thinking. Like, in the, in the aisle... Of the electronics No, I, I think section. you hand-deliver them to people's homes. Do we repackage them, like, in a box? Yeah, I think you have to repackage them. What, is that bo- what does that packaging look like? Like, how you get, like, an iPhone charger? Is it in one of those, like, plastic cases inside a box? Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> like a hang- clean like them a, first, Like though, a hanger Timmy. box. So, like, the tab on the top of... Yeah, you, of, co- of course you, you sanitize them. them. Yeah. Come on. Top rack dishwasher. You don't want them on the bottom rack. Sometimes they fall to the heating element. Get all melty. I wonder if people Leanna had that problem. <laughs> Put it on the bottom rack. She lived to tell the tale, but it was ugly. All right, yikes is next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Come on, you got a hand wash. What is this, amateur hour? Watch out for an accident on I-71 northbound the 4th Avenue, causing some slowdowns in that area. Please be careful as traffic continues to build. About a five-minute backup is expected. This traffic report is sponsored by Staples Store. Staples is your one-stop destination for shipping supplies and services. And right now, get 50% off shipping boxes, mailers, or tubes when you buy five this eight item. Offer ends on 1231. Exclusions apply. Visit staplesconnect.com slash shipping for details. Staples, the best kept secret in shipping. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Picture a sports talk show, but without all those pesky sports getting in the way. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Teddy. Yes? Have you had the Arby's French dip? I have not. All right. Will you get it for me? I'll get it. It's underrated, Ted. I'll try it out. And guys like you and Timmy, you overlook it. You barely even know it's there. How many calories is that? A Ted, lot. I'm going to punch you right in the it's head. It's a lot, man. <laughs> I'm punch you right at, in the look head. at you. You're going to work it off. You do. You work it off running the board. I'll, I'll try it. I don't care if it's 2,000 calories. It's not 2,000. I'll get it. Arby's French dip. I'm getting it this week. Calories. Get it tonight. I'm getting it this week. All right. What do you think it is, Teddy? I got the answer here. 
Arby's uh, French dip. I'm going to say 1,500. No. It's, it's probably closer to 1,000. 541. Whoa! Health food! Is that... That's it? That's I it? I mean... 541. No, I'll get two of them. No, that's not fries. Right? <laughs> but the sandwich... That's diet food. 541. That is. That is. That's surprising. Yeah. We need to eat more Arby's. Need to eat more of that. Forget the rest of their crap. It's roast beef and curly fries. It's what you do. I probably can't. Stay in your lane. I probably can't go with the Arby's sauce with the, the French dip, I'm tra- right? I'm telling it's you, got try the, the jus. Tr- either go plain or try the horsey sauce with okay. it. Okay. I could go with a I know a you don't dab. like the white creamy. I can go with a dab of horsey and try it that way. All right. Yikes time. Hey, the jackets are trash. Let's start with yesterday's first period where they were outshot 18 to 5 by the Devils. Yikes. They've been outscored 17 to 4 in their last three games. Yikes. And the power play. Two more chances without a goal yesterday brings the total to 0 for 25 on the season. Yikes. The Toronto Maple Leafs are believed to be the record holders, going 51 chances without a scoring a power play goal. I say believed because people didn't always keep track of these things. Now for the next big stat. Has there ever been a head coach to get fired and left in Finland? No. (laughs) Not yet, anyway. Yikes. All right, Mike. I agree with all that. You don't have to agree with my yikes. I'm looking at you, Wick, Josh McDaniels, head coach of the now 2-5 and Las Vegas Raiders. You looked at these Raiders with Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, maybe the best wide receiver in football thrown in with Devontae Adams, some dudes on defense, and they are embarrassing. It was so ominous in the postgame presser that when McDaniels began to apologize for the listless performance, the lights went out in the room. Yikes. Adding on, the 24-0 loss to the Saints was the first shutout loss for the Raiders in almost eight years. Yikes. Derek Carr's 101 passing yards, the fewest in his career in a game not cut short by injury. And yesterday, the offense didn't cross the 50 until the final garbage drive of the game. Yikes. Hey, Josh, stick to being Belichick's boy. Yikes. I saw this from our friends at Bucknuts. According to their research, Penn State quarterback Sean Clifford, he joined a short list of Big Ten quarterbacks who have started and lost four games against Ohio State. Yikes. There are three others who have also done this. They are Minnesota's Adam Weber, Northwestern's Lynn Williams, and Michigan's Chad Henney. Yikes. Henney. Now for a positive yikes. Derek Henry. I wondered if he was dead after the first three weeks of the season. Turns out he's not. He carried the ball 32 times for 219 yards against the Texans yesterday. Yikes. He's now rushed for more than 200 yards in six career games, tying him with a murderer and another guy who beats his kids with a tree branch. Yikes. He has 75 touchdowns for his career, breaking a tie with Eddie George for the most in franchise history. The Titans have won five in a row, and not surprisingly, he's led the league in rushing over that span. In conclusion, Derrick Henry, not dead. Yikes. All right, going to more bad college football. Let's take a look at Ohio State's opponent this week. Northwestern. Yikes. They are bad. The week, start, the week started 
with Pat Fitzgerald joking that he wished they could play Iowa at 6 a.m. And it ended with an expected loss at Iowa. 33-13, the final score. Iowa was the worst offense in the country, we know that, averaging only 228 yards, and they put up nearly 400 on Northwestern as Spencer Petras looked like a real college quarterback. Northwestern is 1-7 with a seven-game losing streak. Pat's second such losing skid since 2019. Yikes. And when they lose on Saturday, the eight-game skid will be the program's longest since 1993. Yikes. Ross Chastain claimed a berth to NASCAR's championship four by pulling off a miracle yesterday. Chastain was battling Denny Hamlin for the final spot and started the last lap five spots behind Hamlin. Chastain needed to pass Hamlin, and he pulled off the greatest last lap pass in history. He mashed the gas on the backstretch as he approached turn three and slammed the wall all the way around through turn four to the finish line. (laughs) He passed enough cars, including Hamlin, to finish fifth and claim the final spot. It was like watching a video game as he set the fastest lap of the race. Yikes. You were very excited about that today. I was. Because Bone cool. wasn't here. You normally talk about cool. hillbilly things with Bone, but I, I had, to talk, had about to talk me. to me. Yeah, both you guys I had to. It was just incredible. Uh, Wake Forest was the 10th ranked team in the country when they played and lost to Louisville this weekend. No one other than Clemson's any good in the ACC, but we like to pretend that they are. Well, there's no more pretending. Wake Forest turned the ball over eight times in the second half. Uh. Yikes. Six of them came in the third quarter. Quarterback Sam Hartman had a day. Here was his third quarter. Are you ready? (laughs) Yeah. First drive, threw a pick six. Second drive, sacked and fumbled. Third drive, sacked and fumbled. Fourth drive, threw an interception. Fifth drive, sacked and fumbled. Sixth drive, threw a pick six. I am not exaggerating when I say that could be the worst quarter of football a quarterback has ever had, regardless of level. Yikes. All right, if you're like me, you cannot go a single day without enjoying something egg-related. You've probably been knocked over a time or two when you reach in the fridge section and grab a dozen eggs, and it's over four bucks. Yikes. Reasons are plenty. Electricity prices higher, higher gas prices, of course, the bird population reduction by the avian flu. 40 million birds had died by June 2nd in this country. Yikes. But some price facts. A year ago, a dozen eggs was just $1.67. The price this week, a record high of four eighteen. Yikes. Overall food costs increased by 11.4% in the last year. Egg prices up 40%. My two egg sandwiches are about to be one egg sandwiches. Yikes. I got I got that beat for you. Talking about what's the average price? $4 and one? $4.18 for a dozen. I like the the eggs at the grocery store. The better eggs. Are like blue eggs. Or the brown eggs. The, they're blue and brown and they have the golden yolks, okay? It's like guaranteed golden rich yolks. Eight dollars. Guess how much for a dozen of those? Eight. Nine fifty. Nine fifty. Nine fifty. All right, Teddy, go ahead. All right. The individual who serves as the Stanford tree mascot has been suspended after displaying a banner that read Stanford hates fun during their football game over the weekend. Yikes. This was considered a violation of the band's policies and processes. The banner came in response to the perception among students that the university is suppressing social opportunities on campus. It's unclear how long the suspension will last, but the individual who was previously the mascot will take take over for now. Yikes. 
Well, that is unfortunate. At least it's better than the world's biggest cocktail party, where apparently on the scoreboard it was messages about how we should hate the Jews. Good times. Bad times. At the Georgia-Florida game. (laughs) Bad. Yeah. All right, what's next? Oh, back page. You know what, Timmy? When I do the show with you, the show just flies on by. Here we are, man. Because I have such a fun time with you. Buckeye Roundtable's only in 15 minutes now. I know. I know. I don't want to leave. But you have to. I don't have to do anything. I'll be here at work tomorrow, though. I just won't be doing the show with you. Okay. You going to have a French dip tonight? I'm going to have a French dip tonight. You better, because I'm going to ask you about it tomorrow. All right. I'm, I'm going to have three, okay? Mm. Teddy, can you stop tonight? French dip? Tonight? Yeah. I'll think about it. I'm going to show you a picture of my French dip. Oh, I want you to. <laughs> I hope it's 13 and a half inches long. Won't be that big, buddy. Yeah, but when you when you have it, you'll be so engorged. <laughs> engorged. Engorged. All right, back page coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some delays to watch out for. You'll find a crash on East Broad Street west of 270. This accident does involve injuries. Please be careful over here. You'll also find a crash still being worked on on I-71 northbound before 5th Avenue. Traffic is slow here as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Ohio Laborers and Ohio Lesset. Ohio Laborers, Lesset, and Panera Bread would like to congratulate member of the week, Ethan Powell. Laborers Local 809 Steubenville. Ethan is a first-year apprentice working for Shelly and Sands. Build Ohio right. Build at Union. On the NRA with fan traffic. I... Buckeye Roundtable is coming up at the top of the hour. Skip Mossick, Paul Keels, Jim Lachey. Two big hours of Buckeye conversation. Then at 8 o'clock, it is Monday Night Football. Brownies and Bengals catch all the action right here on the fan. It is Halloween. Teddy was telling me that one of our listeners is giving away an unusual treat tonight. Yes, that is correct. It's our guy, Austin. He has a table set up outside of his garage with like three bowls of candy. All right. And then he also has a grill set up with hot dogs. So he's grilling hot dogs out. So you can stop by, get a hot dog, put, you know, a little uh, mustard or whatever you need on there and to get some candy as well. I'll tell oh, you what, normally yeah. I would frown upon not giving out like wrapped candy. and But if you know Austin, your neighbors with Austin. Right. And you go up there and he's cooking dogs. Hey, Austin, hey, what do you I got know, there, Put buddy? some mustard on there. <laughs> yeah. That's I'll great. I love that. Just for the adults or for the kids, too? Can a kid grab a dog? Oh, my. I hope so. I would think anybody yeah. could grab a dog. Yeah, even if you're just All driving colors. by. <laughs> just stop. Oh, Tell me where like he lives. A, a, Maybe I'll a, stop on okay. my way home. A window dog or a window brat? That'd be nice. Just reach your arm out there. Mm. Austin comes by, supplies the brat or hot dog. You know, I, that's the one nice touch about Halloween is if you get a nice weather day, and I think I think we're going to be good tonight. We had the rain this morning, but it looks like it's going to be a nice uh, trick-or-treating evening. So you can just get the the fire pit going, a couple chairs, pull the grill out there, make what some dogs. What kind of hot dog you? you get an armor hot dog like Sammy Sosa? Armor hot dogs. Armor you, hot you've dogs. You've heard Sammy do the that, dogs, right? dogs, kids love to bite. I have heard the Sammy this thing. Is, this is, I played this you a couple weeks that, ago. You? I do. Oh, yeah. This is perhaps, along with the Les Miles Columbus Day, my favorite thing that we've ever played on this show. Sammy Sosa. Hola, Sammy Sosa here, and I love Armor Hot Dog so much. I'm going to sing about it. Hot Dog, Armor Hot Dog. A quien le gusta Armor Hot Dog. 
A los niños, a las niñas que se quieren reír A los chicos, a las chicas que se quieren divertir Dame a dos, armos a dos The dos kids love to buy I love those armahados. And you know, you know that Sammy is such a diva. They probably said to him, all right, good job, Sammy, for the first take. Can we do another one? He said, no. That was probably it. It was one take of that. One take. I'm sure that when he was in his heyday, that spot was the rage. But everybody love loved it. that. I love it. All right, back page. The Back Page. The Back Page. With Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. Timmy H. Time for a quick one here. This goes back to the Thursday night game. I can't even remember who Utah beat. They beat Washington State, actually. But a weird thing happened where... No one on the broadcast, Fox Sports 1 was upset because they felt they didn't have information they should have had. They pay millions of dollars to broadcast these games. Yeah. And they didn't tell them that Cam Rising was going to be out. And they had the big intro done. And so I don't know. Like, that is a little weird that they're co- they're trying to talk to the SID moments up to the start of the game. And nothing was said. And Kyle Whittingham kind of had a rebuke. And he said, well, the reason was you guys were doing a remote broadcast. So he kind of threw it back onto them. So maybe this becomes a thing for a couple days. But Papadakis and Jeff Levering were kind of upset that they were they didn't have the information. Right. The Pac-12's got a lot of leverage right. when it comes to dealing with television Not like networks. the Big 12 right now who smashed a deal. But I just thought that was interesting. Whittingham says, oh, if you guys uh, you know, you were off-site, we couldn't get that information to you. It surprised us that Cam Rising wasn't going to play. Thank That's you, it. Timmy. That's all. I love hosting with you. That was good stuff today, man. Happy Halloween. I hope you have a good time taking the girl trick-or-treating. Uh, Buckeye Roundtable is coming up next. Two big hours of Buckeye conversation. Then it's Monday Night Football. Brownies and Bengals. We will get things started at 8. I'll see you tomorrow with Bone. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Still watching an accident causing some delays on I-71 northbound before 5th Avenue. Please keep an eye out for the slowdowns in that area and think Ah, I'm not able to speak right now. That's going to be a 10-minute slowdown. This traffic report is sponsored by Take 5 Oil Change. At Take 5, they're faster than you think. That means you'll get your oil change faster than it takes to get through I-75 during rainstorm at rush hour. So go visit them and see for yourself just how fast you can be in and out. Take 5 to stay in your car. 10-minute oil change. Only on Array with fan traffic. For the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus. The Fan.